that we got sure. it. We did it, Luby. We came through. We did. Thank goodness. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that could not have been more exciting on uh, Friday night. Uh, and that yeah. was uh, the was uh, like Panthers victory. <laughs> yeah, you know what it reminded me of? It really did. It reminded me of that whole Nick Willenda thing when he was going over the Grand Canyon there in the tightrope and they misgaged the wind. And all of a sudden, you get like the Santa Ana winds are kicking up and they've made their way over to Las Vegas. And uh, this guy's trying to balance himself. Now, uh, he was sort of attached to the thing so it wasn't like he was going to go into the bottom of the abyss there and uh, fall like 1500 feet it was kind of treacherous to watch as uh, he was praying to god and as we've often referenced uh, probably the most uh, unusual aspect of that whole telecast what was a joel osteen was uh, assisting from a mental standpoint supposedly nick walenda as he went out there and he was giving him confidence and there were many god references like oh god and uh, he's in the middle of the Grand Canyon there, not looking too sure of himself, wearing a pair of, like, ballet slippers and uh, holding a rod. But uh, I, I think Joel Osteen was having his rod held by uh, Walenda's wife. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Keep going, Nick. Keep going. See, Joel Osteen, I mean, yeah, he's very good at what he does, I have to say. He's very good at what That's he does. True. When you watch those lectures, you start to believe that, uh, you know what, maybe Jesus can come and save me. But I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a long show. The time. Wake up with Defoe, joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defoe Show. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. Good to be with you here on Ion Channel for the Defoe Show. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz. And if it's a Thursday, that means we're going to conduct a rendition of the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge will be joined about 7.30 by uh, one Dave Gurgles Gurgly, one of the greats in the uh, broadcasting industry, and just a great American all around who no doubt will have some Preakness fever, which uh, is a tough fever to kick. It really is. Uh, I guess uh, it'll kick in uh, in full strength on, on Saturday. And uh, then a few minutes after the race, when you're tearing up your tickets or firing <laughs> up the screens... <laughs> Skippy Longstocking, I'm telling you. Uh, I agree with Skippy you. Longstocking At least for you. Is the way to go. At least for you. I'm going all in on this. Got Skippy to. Longstocking. Uh, I have no idea what this horse has done in his uh, past. I have not seen any past <laughs> performance uh, listings. I uh, haven't bought a racing form yet that has the Preakness uh, entries in it. Uh, I used to. I remember when uh, we were uh, sponsored for a time by Top Hat Thoroughbreds. Yes, for a while. And... Um, that was great. Yeah, it was a real good relationship. Uh, had a couple of uh, interests in some losing horses, but uh, it was a lot of fun, right? I never had more wilder anticipation going to the track than uh, when the horse that I had a 10% interest in ran for the first time. And unfortunately, in a field of five, uh, let's face it, uh, he only lost to four other horses. So that, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> and, uh, although not overwhelmingly promising. Uh, and, uh, and just a footnote here before we get started. Uh, I'm going to tear up that scathing letter that I wrote to the manufacturers of these cheap old Walmart headphones that you bought. Mm -hmm. uh, Louie, when we first started this project and we weren't sure if we wanted to invest more than $100 in our future. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, they, they've been crapping out on me in and out uh, for a while now. And I finally figured it out. There was a button pushed here on uh, my little uh, oh, okay. mixing board that uh, seems to have solved the problem, at, okay. at least uh, for the time being, where uh, now good. I'm uh, hearing you again out of both uh, headphones. So uh, that, that letter that I wrote to the manufacturer, <laughs> and that's the funny thing, right? You're telling them how lousy their product is, and then you're pleading with them to give you a new one. Exactly. Why would you want another one of the same crappy product? <laughs> Speaking of pleading, before we even get going, though, with all of the playoff yeah. activity that's taking place and... Uh, Tonight's the night. 
for anxiety, is it not? I mean, it's a pivotal game, too, in the hockey series involving our local team, the Florida Panthers. They lose this one, and you have to figure it's over. Sayonara City, my friends. Yep. Sayonara. Are, are they the kind of team that could come back after losing two at home and, and win both games in Tampa? Not out of the question, but no. uh, certainly wouldn't be looking good. Depending on the way that this game is contested, this will tell us a lot tonight. Sometimes, and you were saying this about the basketball, which uh, was favorable to see one with the Heat and the Celtics, because you thought, wow, the Heat looked really good, and the Celtics, second half, not so good. Yeah. As uh, they got smoked 22-2 to at the beginning of the third quarter. Now, I, I would doubt that that kind of scenario would play out again. Yeah. But the Heat now favored, uh, they were favored in game one by one and a hook, and after watching game one, like a lot of people were on the same page as you were, Luby, hey, let's see one. And I think that was fair. It wasn't like you were being a wimp. Uh, we really didn't know how these two teams are going to mix it up in the postseason. And it went very favorably for the Miami Heat. But they're now favored in this game by three and a hook. Three and well, a hook. After, Not an overwhelming favoritism, but favorites nonetheless. After Horford and Smart were out, the line jumped to four and a hook. And reports are Smart is probable. But again, we don't know what he'll be. And Horford's doubtful. And Horford has been huge for them. So that's a lot of it is Robert. after Robert Williams, they don't have any height. And if no Horford's in there, the Heat, it feels like could do a lot of what they did in the inside, getting to the basket, getting to the line. So that's probably why the line is where it is. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't I, – I, the Celtics, I think you're going to see a much better effort in the second half. I think we saw what the Heat can do. The, the problem is can they sustain it? And I, I, hope, I, I, be, I believe they can. I find hard to believe that they're going to go up 2-0. Like this, this series seems destined for seven. All right. Uh, very much uh, in a Dusty Springfield mode there. Every other word yeah, out of your mouth no, was wishing, wishing and hoping and hoping and praying. Does anybody know what those lyrics are? Yeah, da, 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 da. That I don't know. I'll, I'll pull it up. We should know that. I mean, uh, Leslie Visser probably uh, mounting the words to it as we speak, saying, uh, these are the words, you fool. By the way, I think Leslie wanted to see Marcus Smart just put a pair of sneakers on over that outfit or underneath that outfit that he was wearing to the game, which uh, that's a strange one, right? When you have like the matching shorts with a, a dress shirt, yes. uh, sort of not a dress yes. shirt, but like a Tommy Bahama type. Yeah, it's like a lounge there. outfit. Yeah, it was like a lounge outfit. He really looked like he just came in from the clubs. Didn't yes, he? Uh, 100%. Marcus Smart. It was like South Beach for sure. Like A, a huge trip. component, though, man. I mean, he, he is the uh, Swiss Army knife. Of that Celtic team. He can score if you need him to score. He can defend. He'll make uh, plays that don't show up in the box score. We're uh, diving for a ball as it's going out of bounds and flicking it back into the court. And uh, does all kinds of, uh, well, I mean, it's uh, right out of Steely Dan. A lot of singing on today's show. Huh? I must be in a good mood. I don't want to do your dirty work no more. But he'll get in there and do the dirty work. Marcus Smart. And uh, not necessarily implying that he's a dirty player. But uh, he, he will get in there and do all of that. Hey, you need that kind of catalyst in a yeah. series like this, especially when it's yep. relatively even, Steven, yep. in uh, terms of, uh, I, I would think, I don't know, do the Celtics have a little bit more star power? Is that a fair statement? They have Jason two guys. Tatum would be uh, the most recognizable figure, uh, even with Jimmy Butler doing all these things. And, and did you catch this the other day? I didn't realize this. Jimmy Butler's featured in a commercial? I didn't know he had an ad. I don't know if that was one that was made by the NBA or it was an actual, uh, you know, commercial uh, where some company had paid Jimmy Butler a lot of money for an endorsement. But uh, and I don't know what can't remember what the product was because the way commercials are made now, it's all the same thing. Uh, they're entertaining to watch, but you have no idea what they're advertising <laughs> for. <laughs> I mean, when McConaughey is driving that car off the cliff, do you know what kind of car it is? No. At the end, the end, you see the insignia, but until if and most people don't stay for the end. So, like, if you don't see the end, you have no idea what he's 
No clue. None. There was a real crappy one, and uh, we were representing Deal Volvo for a while when our good friends uh, over at Deal Volkswagen also owned a Volvo dealership. Not uncommon pairing. Not an uncommon pairing in the automotive industry for some reason. Volkswagen dealers and Volvo, which is kind of an odd mix, right? Uh, two different countries. Volvo Swedish cars. and yeah. Volkswagen's German. Yeah, I don't understand the Italian, actually, but you're not uh, wrong. I don't know what, why it is. I mean, maybe it's uh, due to some kind of a shipping contract or whatever. Hey. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, they, they had the uh, Volvo dealership uh, going for a long time. And, and, in fact, Jersey Kyle bought a car there at uh, the Volvo dealership, a previously owned vehicle. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say he bought a car there. He stole a car. Yeah, that's yeah, what really I'm hoping did. I can do in the next year or so. <laughs> that wasn't it wasn't unusual for the police to actually chase a guy off the lot there uh, yeah. when uh, you were buying a car at uh, either of the dealerships owned by deal d-e-e-l which uh, i have two vehicles i could be happier with uh you know the two of them together are just as uh, fine a collection of cars as i've ever had right so you got the uh, convertible volkswagen beetle worth ten thousand more today yeah, it than it was when exist. the mustang it's bought it talk about the proverbial though little old lady from pasadena that that was driving a car and had a garage kept. Uh, Mustangs had this car now five years. I didn't realize it. You know how many miles are on this car? 10,000. Is there 10,000 on it? 10,000. She hit 10,000. Five day. years. 2,000 miles a year. Not even, uh, <laughs> you know, enough to uh, burn a tank of gas. Even now when I year. drive not that much, I still do 10,000 a year. <laughs> 10,000 a year. You do not go into Publix. I mean, uh, the local That's grocery great. store. 10,000 in five years. And back. 10,000. Oh, my God. Jumps to the tennis courts and back. Tennis that's courts amazing. and back and uh, various... Uh, you know, she doesn't really drive when she's going to bars, so, so that's a good thing. That's good. It was out last night and uh, came home as I was uh, walking. Skippy, here come all the girls from the Barefoot Beach uh, Villas. And uh, surprisingly, they, they turned it in early. They, these girls usually cut it up until like 2, 3 in the morning. Uh, they were home by like 8.30 wow, on a girl's night out. What was that, Booby? What was that? But anyway, uh, the uh, Volvo, uh, Jersey Kyle, like, stole one there at the uh, deal Volvo. And, and remember they had that, that crazy ad. They had uh, a bunch of people in the car, and they were just talking in, uh, like, uh, weird philosophical uh, conversations. And th then at the very end, they put up that it was like a Volvo. <laughs> and I thought, that could have been for anything. That could have been an ad for ketchup. I, you know, what is it? Who, who's, who's designing these commercials? I love the jeans that they're ones. Good? Jeans ones are my favorite because they'll show a whole scene with a couple on the beach. They're having dinner. They're traveling to Europe. And then at the end, the woman will take the jeans off and throw them on a chair. And it's like, oh, is it jeans? <laughs> <laughs> the worst, though, are cologne spots, are they not? Well, they or, never uh, talk any, about any the company. Kind of perfume or cologne? <laughs> never. They never talk about you got, the company. You got Johnny Depp digging a grave <laughs> in the Depp, desert somewhere, Depp. which he might have been digging his own grave. Maybe yeah, that was uh, symbolic of what's happening with this Amber Heard trial. Uh, man, I mean, you know what's great about that trial? Uh, you know, I, I think it's a giant waste of time. I really do. I 100%. Mean, maybe Depp deserves the $50 million. I'm not sure. Uh, did Amber Heard uh, curtail his career? Probably he got it. zapped out of a couple she of She ended his there. career. No, she ended it. So, yeah, no, he, yeah. he has a case, but I agree with you. I don't understand why people care. Oh, they care because, uh, you know, it, it's terrific. And then on top of that, think about it. You, you have two actors on the stands. Yes. Isn't it great? Could you ask for anything more in terms of drama? <laughs> this is the only trial that looks anything like any of the TV yes. law shows that you ever yes. saw. There's a, it, I thought about it the other day. I'm like, cause my wife loves it. She surely loves it. And I'm like, surely they watch a law show then. The law shows are way better. She's like, oh, no, this is great. So I watch clips of her. I'm like, oh, it looks like a law show. 
Like that's why they like it. It looks like a lost show. It's the first because whenever you watch a trial or you're at yeah. a trial, it never looks like that. Like it's never, it's so boring, it's so pedantic. <laughs> you're wondering how every person doesn't fry automatically. Yeah, yeah. Guilty or not? <laughs> I was fascinated when uh, Court TV was showing a lot of these trials, and I don't know if you remember this one, uh, the uh, Binion murder, I've where uh, these two people had conspired. I, I guess it was uh, Binion's girlfriend uh, was with some other guy, and they conspired to kill the guy, and they did it. I mean, they whacked him. And they were trying to uh, figure out how they could get to – he had buried like a bunch of silver in the desert out there by uh, the neon sign burial grounds. Mm-hmm. So uh, their, their whole mission was to uh, pilfer uh, all of this silver that uh, had been stashed by this uh, – yeah, I, I would imagine – at uh, Binion on their uh, Binion's Casino, which was one of the staples of the Las they Vegas Strip for a yeah. long, long time. And uh, now, uh, I don't know, does it even it exist anymore, Binion's? I'm not sure. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, is Binion's Yeah, that right? had to be torn down and turned into some kind of deluxe hotel yeah, by now. Because yeah. it was like a little dumpy place on the corner there. And you would go in there almost as an obligation of uh, places to visit in, so, in Las Vegas. On Fremont Street, Las Vegas, uh, an address pops up, Binion's Gambling Hall. Okay, that's a downtown area, which has been revitalized, by the way, uh, which uh, I don't know. Did you get down there uh, when you were in Vegas? I I went when when I visited my buddy who lived there. I liked it with the lights in the the street, had like the lights in the middle of it. Like it was actually interesting. It was totally different than the strip. Yeah, the uh, trials, though, I mean, look nothing like trials on TV. They took forever, yep. and, uh, you know, yep. there were no dramatic objections. Uh, you didn't have, like, Paul Drake running into the courtroom there, the detective on the <laughs> Perry Mason show with the last second with some information, and he whispers in the ear of Della Street, and she turns and whispers to Perry Mason, and Mason gets up and makes a brilliant <laughs> dissertation and point to the judge, and the next thing you know, the guy stands up in the back of the courtroom and says, I can't stand it anymore. I did it. I love the he thought, why would that guy get up now? They were just about to take this guy to the chair. It would never happen. The boyfriend of your ex-wife uh, who uh, you had uh, murdered uh, and uh, did it yourself. And, and you're now at the last second when you're off the hook, you have a moment of conscience. Yeah, come on. And uh, uh, conscience and, uh, you know, you're uh, <laughs> conscious. Uh, you know, I'm unconscious here at yeah. this moment. A moment of conscience <laughs> is what I was looking for. Yes, I got but, it. Uh, no, the, the trials, the actual trials look nothing like that. Just look at what's going on. Unfortunately... But with this uh, Nicholas Cruz uh, life or death penalty, uh, just a sentencing thing is going to take six months. They can't find any jurors that want to sit there for six months. Well, well, yeah, yeah, that's one thing. And two, who's unbiased? <laughs> yeah, who'd be hard yeah, to I mean, be unbiased? Uh, do you know now? anything about this case? Nah, never heard of it. <laughs> Especially in the South Florida area. Have you ever read anything about this Parkland school shooting? Nope, nope. Yeah, I don't, don't know how. Did got, anybody die? And this is going to take, yeah, how, who's willing to be like, sure, I didn't want to take three days. I was in my head coming up with any way I could to get out of jury duty. How, yeah. uh, and that was going to be, oh, they're like, it may take two days. I'm like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> like, who's going to do months? Like, oh, you start screaming uh, expletives and uh, racial epithets, <laughs> whatever, whatever you can think of. Yeah. No, I got nothing against that. And then, you know, you yeah, throw exactly. the uh, word out there. Like, <laughs> in fact, in general, I have nothing against it. <laughs> Okay, next. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you might damage your reputation if you happen to be in the media. That's probably not a favorable no, position to take. That. But uh, if it gets you out of jury duty, it's almost worth it. <laughs> it really is. Not that I'm not uh, a very uh, uh, conscientious and uh, American. And uh, I do believe, uh, you know, I, I'm not so sure that the jury system works out so well. Just look at the OJ jury. But, uh, you know, everybody deserves a fair shot. I, yes, I certainly I would agree. appreciate that opportunity to be judged by a jury of my peers mm-hmm. as opposed to, uh, you know, being Brittany Griner 
and going in front of some Russian judge. And uh, the guy says, yeah, that 10 years is not enough to teach you a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> we're bringing that, those legal. vapor <laughs> cartridges into our country <laughs> when we were playing legal. basketball here. Wow. For you. The world has really gotten, I mean, and there's no other way to put it, but, uh, you know, never mind Meshuggah. The really is, you know, the world has really gotten pretty, pretty fucked up, but, which is why it's good to be in the <laughs> here, sports department here, here yeah. and why we want to stay here. Yeah, We're going to have the trivia challenge, a chance to win some prizes. Now, a couple of things happened last night. Uh, Golden State blowout city over the Dallas Mavericks. Wasn't really overwhelmingly interested in that game for some reason, uh, Luby. Uh, curiosity factor be. had me watching early. It did look like Golden State was controlling the pace of the game. And uh, then it resulted in a blowout. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks getting uh, blown out of the uh, arena there in San Francisco. Uh, they lose the game, I think, by 25 uh, one twelve eighty seven. Yeah, that's twenty what twenty five points. Yes. So uh, they lose a the game, uh, and it was the biggest uh, opening series game win by Golden State, I think, like uh, since Clifford Ray was playing center for uh, the Golden State uh, Warriors. They weren't Golden. They weren't the Golden State Warriors then. There, they were like San Francisco. San Francisco Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're Golden State, which encompasses a lot more. And I'm not a fan of uh, not specifying the city or the area from which your team originates. I was never a fan of the name the Florida Marlins, right? Is way on another team in Florida. So uh, why are they the Florida Marlins and Tampa Bay was the Tampa Bay Rays? And the uh, same thing, uh, Florida Panthers, right? Well, Heisinger did. Which I remember Heisinger was sort of a narcissist. And was yeah. like, they're going to be Florida. Because remember, Florida didn't have teams. So it was like, they're going to be Florida's teams. And everyone in Florida is going to root for them. And then like a year later, Tampa's like, no, no, we're getting our own team. Like the Florida <laughs> Dolphins, which sounds stupid, wouldn't it? Yeah, yes. The Florida Heat. Well, they the, Tampa Bay existed. So why does it work for these two teams? Now, they did change the name because of that, uh, you know, Fugazi Stadium deal that they made, uh, that David Sampson fleeced the city, and now he's talking about how honest it, it is for uh, David Beckham and the uh, Moss brothers to try and do the same I, the I soccer stadium. I love the David Sampson and Mike Tannenbaum coming out totally opposite of what they did when they had the job. You know, if I had the yes. job, you had the job. You didn't do that. <laughs> like, it's insane, isn't it? I mean, uh, when you think about it, the David Sampson, Paulie Man pointed out he was the first guy speaking of the trivia challenge. He, he said, can you believe this? I said, believe what? And he, he sent me uh, some clips of David Sampson as a commentator, as a critical, uh, I mean, overwhelmingly critical commentator of every other team in Major League Baseball when he had done everything in his power to sabotage any chance the team had of succeeding with the sole interest of he and Jeffrey Loria, who I don't even know if they uh, put up any of their own money, right? Was this a Dave Daldano type of thing? Yeah, suppose they, they bought the team with other people's money. I think they did. Yeah, I don't think they, it was 150 mil or something, and it wasn't theirs. Remember, it was like loaned or something because of something they had a promise they had gotten for doing yeah. something they wanted with the Expos. So they were giving them a team almost, almost gifting them a team. And, and the five guys <laughs> that were partners with Loria with the Expos all of a sudden got completely hosed out of the deal. And, you know, you had a guy, Jeffrey Loria, that was selling day glow jesus paintings underneath uh, the highway there 595 right by the guy that had the honey from virginia as you were leaving the hard rock hotel and you were going back home uh, defeated and uh, broke and then you would drive by and there there was jeffrey Lawrence selling those day glow jesus paintings which uh, who buys those anyway i don't know what kind of religious Only seller Lauria. do you have to be to buy a day glow jesus painting jeffrey Lawrence. There's a place in hialeah when i'm on my way down to uh, hialeah park that i always see it's uh, like a ceramic and tile place Big place on the corner there on 103rd Street. And they have any number of, like, giant-sized ceramic Jesus statues, I guess you would call them. What would they be? Like porcelain Jesuses. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, well, what's the market for that? 
I mean, are you really going to put one like the old? Remember when they used to have the old black jockey that was finally a ban, you know, and the people had the little jockey out in front of their house holding a lantern? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that was ugliness. <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> suggestive of a uh, society that was largely racist and uh, probably still remains uh, so to this date. A lot of political commentary mixed in here before we even get to like the second score uh, of the evening. But uh, Golden State, uh, big. Everybody thinks Golden State's going to win the title now. Uh, Scoop Skolnick going to join us later on and talk about uh, Ethan Scoop Skolnick Dynamite uh, on the uh, Miami Heat and basketball in general. Uh, Five Reasons Sports Network, uh, one of our uh, partner platforms here with the uh, Defo Show. And we really appreciate uh, all of the steam that we've gotten over there. Thousands of viewers, Libby, which is nice. I'm glad you caught on to that. Yes, sir. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Scoop, uh, you know, says that uh, Golden State, I, I didn't realize this. I, for some reason, I'm thinking like the Panthers, uh, the Heat had home court advantage throughout the playoffs. But Golden State actually holds the edge there with the same record. They They have the tiebreaker advantage. And so they would be. If uh, a Heat Golden State series evolved, or uh, whoever uh, Golden State plays, whether it's the Heat or the Celtics, uh, they would have home court uh, for the uh, final round, which I think is significant uh, when you're talking about that kind of a schlep, Ruby. No, going all the way to the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, I, I well, you well, the Heat are just better at home. I mean, the Heat and Warriors undefeated at home in the playoffs have two tremendous home. home court advantages. So I would rather have if they get past the Celtics because I'm not. Just automatically assuming that I would want home court 100%. And I, to me, I think the Warriors are going to win regardless. But if, if the Heat have home court, I could see the Heat winning if it got to a game seven. If the Heat don't have home court, I would think the series ends in like. All right. Six. So you're already thrown in the towel on this. I think the Warriors are the best team right now. I just think they, they are. And I think they're just hitting their stride. And you labeled them as desperate because of time. Father time. Yep. Yep, yep. You say this is it, that they realize their destiny is and this whole uh, business of being a top, top team is about to end that, uh, you know, you might have Steph Curry left. Uh, you're not sure about the future of Draymond Green. Uh, Clay Thompson doesn't appear to have 100 percent recovered from uh, the uh, injuries that kept him out of basketball for two years, even though he's playing well. Uh, Pulo has uh, emerged as a star. And uh, what about Wiggins? Uh, he's a forgotten guy. He's an all star. He was dream- deemed to be like a draft boss, wasn't he? He was an all-star Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, he was an all-star. Yeah. All right. Playing good basketball. So they have enough uh, components there to make you think that they would have an advantage over uh, either, possibly, especially with home court, uh, the Heat or the Celtics in that series. I would imagine Golden State would be favored over either of those teams. So, uh, all right. So what are you looking for tonight, Mike Loopy Lubitz? So before we get to Scoop Skolnick later on and in just a few minutes, we'll conduct the Trivia Challenge here, Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Brought to you by the great people at Hialeah Park. And you can dial us up on that. We always like it. Chronics, uh, you know, have, have dominated uh, uh, in the new version of the show. But uh, that, that's okay with us because we respect the people that have followed us uh, all along and uh, supported us in every endeavor that we've done. So uh, we don't mind playing a few Chronics uh, to uh, decide the outcome of the Hialeah Park Trivia Challenge. Uh, 954, and the Chronics know the number, so why am I giving it? 954 417 0070. It sounds like a bank account number, doesn't it? Or it does. uh, the phone number that you would have if you were like calling a racetrack, right? Gulfstream Park. <laughs> Does right? the number? They usually have like a lot of zeros in the. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as in, maybe there's symbolic, uh, there's you know, merit in that. A lot of zeros in the phone number, right? I think, uh, you know, I, I probably called every racetrack a million times. Uh, Hialeah Park, of course, is a great place to call on because uh, if all you want to know is how late they're open at, at night, 
which, by the way, would be uh, 3 a.m. tonight, 5 a.m. in the morning. Is that late enough for you, Luby? Would That's you stay impressive. out to 5 a.m. gambling in a casino? Uh, if I was in Vegas, 100%. Here, if it was highly, I could see it. I'm not yeah. going to lie if I had, like, a guy's weekend. I think the move is you stay till 5 a.m., punching away in the uh, casino, and, and then just go out to your car. I don't know if they are uh, liberal about this, and then sleep the four hours till they open up the doors again and just continue to hot streak. Maybe even leave your voucher in the machine and your player's card so that you can, you know, come right back out after uh, sleeping off a couple hours. It'd be like the guy sleeping in the uh, cabin there on uh, Deadliest Catch, which I've become obsessed with. Although <laughs> the show is essentially the same show after show, man. Hey, you got any crabs? <laughs> and that's it. These guys are crazy, though. Those, those guys are flat out crazy. I, I don't care how much money you're making. That's uh, the old thing, and we, we've mentioned this a few times where, you know, everybody used to say, hey, would you, would you get in the ring with Mike Tyson for a million dollars and just take a punch? And I'm thinking, I don't know about that. Would you, uh, Louie? Yes. One million dollars have Tyson you know, in his punches. heyday punch you straight in the nose. Oh, in the nose, I don't know. See, that sucks. If I can find a way to Your work Your brains it. are going to end up in the third row. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere the, the ring card girls will be, you know, wiping the splattered uh, remains <laughs> of your uh, inner cranium off of their uh, pasties that they're wearing. Well, I can see punching me once, but punching me in the nose, that's like a lot. Like, you couldn't straight in the, the nose. Face would be tough. Right in that nice uh, Jewish nose. I mean, right in the nose, like you were Josh Rosen. Unbelievable. All right. So, anyway, uh, so so you, you never, uh, you know, decided there. And there will be uh, entertaining callers already, which is good, man. I like the fact that you guys respond. But uh, all right. So uh, tonight's game, um, I'm not sure what, what I think. Uh, Grant Long, who was on our uh, Believe podcast with us, the great Grant Long, original member of the Miami Heat, uh, he, he stated uh, without qualification that uh, the – Heat would win game one, and he thought Boston would prevail tonight over the Miami Heat in game number two. Uh, I do believe that it is prohibitive based on, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Luby, correctly. So that, those are two key components to be missing. If Marcus Smart is not uh, up to speed and Al Horford is definitely out uh, of this ball game tonight. Uh, Kyle Lowry, I saw him taking some jumpers yesterday. I don't know if he returns. Out. I'm he not sure there's out. any need yeah, to rush him back if uh, – like you know, that. especially if uh, you have both Smart and Horford out for this game, uh, you have to think the Heat have a big edge in that one, maybe even worthy of uh, laying the three and a hook. So uh, I'm going to say Heat tonight continue wow, to roll. And uh, there you go. You Celtic fans should be encouraged by that, emboldened by that, to go ahead and exactly. uh, bet your entire <laughs> savings. Boston money line. Don't even worry about yeah. the three and a half because uh, I have a feeling. I got a feeling, a feeling deep inside. Yeah, it's you. That the Heat will be 8-0 at home uh, after tonight's playoff game. I don't have maybe, a pick for tonight. Maybe more contentious in the second half, I, I have imagine, no so. idea. I'm, I'm rooting Heat, of course. I don't know because I actually agree with Granite since this, this is sort of make or break if you're the Celtics. You not only have the home court, but if they go 2-0, they are good on the road as well. The Celtics... Because Lowry at some point is going to come back, so you'll get an extra day. I think Lowry would come back for that game three. You're the Celtics; you have to win this game. So I, I won't pick against the Heat because of the way we saw them play in the second half. But I, I'm not picking for them. I'm actually super non-committal on today. I have no idea how this game's going to go. All right, so you're saying it's must win for the Celtics? Yes, 100 percent. Yeah, Celtics can't right. go down no two. And then uh, the Panthers obviously are a must win. Oh, so both games would then be deemed to be pivotal. pivotal. Yes. And as uh, Mike Mayo likes to reference, uh, it'll boil down to who wants it more. There you go. And who can, uh, like Segreto says, who can handle the moment best. You don't need to tune into any other sports shows for analysis. We got the cliches coming. (laughs) Must win, pivotal, who wants it more. That's it. 
that's the playoffs. And, uh, you know, every uh, guy that's on TV uh, spieling, uh, you know, until his uh, guts are coming out. <laughs> you don't need screaming A. Smith to tell you, it's must win, it's pivotal, and who wants it more? <laughs> you just tune in the Defoe show and the uh, very calm, uh, casual Mike Luby Lubitz of me. <laughs> and I will tell you that, uh, yeah, that, that's what it boils down to. Who wants it more? Oh, it, it really does. All right. It'll be who wants it more in the uh, trivia challenge. The, the hockey last night, kind of wild. A record set, a playoff record set by the Calgary Flames, who many people feel, uh, well, uh, many of the uh, analysts that I saw thought uh, were going to win, even over Colorado. They were going to win the Stanley Cup this year, the Calgary Flames. They look great. Uh, inside of the uh, first minute, Luby, they're up 2 nothing. Yeah, when that. I turned it on, it was 3-1 to one halfway through the first. I Same like, what here. the hell? <laughs> and then uh, it turned out, I, I guess it was either 51 or 53 seconds. They scored the two goals right at the top oh of the uh, game, which uh, how disgusting is that? You haven't even sat down yet. You just bought like uh, $32 uh, for two beers. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, you, you haven't even taken a bite of your hot dog yet. And now you're down 2 nothing, and the same goalie's still in the pipes. Oh, or did they pull the uh, starter up there? No idea. I'm not sure. You know more than I do. Once I saw the guy with the long hair uh, seemed like a really decent guy who uh, clinched. The, he had a Dynamite game uh, as they uh, won the previous series and uh, won it in seven games. I, I, th I think he pitched a shutout. They, they won that game 2 nothing. I want to say. Uh, they had a shot of him on the bench. I would imagine he would have started right back. So did they yank him after the first couple of goals? Possibly so. so uh, anyway, that, that's the way uh, that ended up. Uh, the uh, Calgary Flames ended up 9-6 winners last night. Wild game, 15 goals. And uh, the Rangers, wow, you talk about tough luck. Mike Luby Lubitz, uh, you know, a little bit of my almost uh, spit up, uh, you know, and uh, threw up all over my Roger Bear jersey because, uh, wow, they were up one nothing, and there, there was like two minutes to go in a game, and they give up a goal to tie the game, and they lose the thing in overtime to the Carolina Hurricanes, who uh, many people feel also, well, we're in there with an excellent shot to uh, win the Stanley Cup. All right, uh, we saw uh, Dave Gurgles Gurgley pop up there. Uh, let's bring Gurgles back in here, and uh, we'll get the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge underway in just a few moments. But first off, Gurgles, uh, and we welcome Dave Gurgles Gurgley to the show. How are you, my friend? This should say it all right here. You want? Oh, this look at is that. Not, this is not. PGA. This is not this. It's not the Stanley Cup. Yeah. What happened last last Saturday? I was coming to the golf course on my day off before a uh, trip to a paramutual. And one of the teams was missing a guy for the Miami Lakes Challenge. I had a pair of Skechers, some shorts, a shirt with a collar. He said, why don't you join us? I joined him. We shot 15 under. I won the trophy and then 100 bucks. So what? it was a nice day. Not that uh, fraud uh, community or whatever that was that uh, was holding no, the tournament? No, no, no. This was our own yeah, members. I would check to see if the cup is real. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was our own members. And it was a, a unique format for you golfers out there. Best one of four on the par fives, best two of four shots on the par fours, and best three of four on the par threes. So uh, kind of a make or break it uh, system. We shot 15 under. I was at uh, the races when the uh, pro texted me a picture of this beautiful trophy, and uh, we, we ended up a winner. Uh, quite a surprise to me. How's your game lately, Dave? I don't know that you've uh, been playing. You're so busy with the. Uh, I have not stuff. been playing. As a matter of fact, on four of the holes, I hit it in the water, and I just took pom-poms to the green and rooted for the rest of the guys <laughs> on the team. But I had good players with me. 15 under. Who else was on your team? Was Greg Norman on your team? I mean, uh, no, explaining how great it is. Who's, uh, uh, yeah. One of the members who's a, a, a zero handicap, and then another guy who's a 23, and another guy who's a 17, and they just made some putts and then chipped one in for Eagle. So uh, it was a, a very fortuitous day, and I was there in absentia 
but I did get the trophy and it was loaded with some $20 bills as well. So that, that made it even better. But how about, right. uh, yeah. I thought, I thought you would say coming on that, uh, if you like the heat, you were going to backwheel the Celtics in tonight's game. <laughs> I thought about that. I backwheeled them in the series. <clears throat> Uh, I forgot to backwheel epicenter, of course. Uh, you know, well, we won't go into that. At Hylia Park, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm tempted to do it again, although uh, I now uh, I'm uh, capitulating to, uh, and and it all depends on whether my dog on his morning walk on Saturday takes uh, what significant level of dump he takes, because uh, <laughs> I think that will determine whether I go all in on the nine ball, Skippy Longstocking. The the Longstocking uh, well, part. Right. Yeah, I mean, I have to leave out the long stocking part. I, I can't see any tie in there with my dog. There, there's no significant markings there. It's not like, uh, you know, he, he has uh, like a white spot on his head or something, but uh, which he does. But uh, you know, it, it wouldn't make any sense the long stocking. But but the fact that Skippy is a Safi Joseph. I, do you know anything about this horse? I mean, did, did he run a Gulfstream? I'm assuming he was racing down here. Skippy long stocking. I've got the uh, the past performances in there, but uh, my horse is uh, Simplification. I'm going with Johnny V. Jose Ortiz jumps off to ride early voting. I'm going to go to simplification because I think he can stalk and be in a great spot. And I, and I think Johnny V's that kind of class rider that might just jump up at maybe six to one and win this thing. Is that the two ball in this race? <clears throat> I think it's the one simplification. One, one. Simplification. All right. As uh, my friend Piscataway Ray, who I uh, have a hundred dollar partnership with, uh, which uh, I had laid out the deuce, for the Derby bets, so uh, this one's kind of like a freebie. I look at it that way uh, for me because he, he's got to put up to 200 for whatever we bet. And, and it's not the kind of race where you can spread out all over the place like you can in the Derby. So, uh, you know, you kind of have to zero in on, on somebody, and uh, he likes the two. Give me the two. Uh, and that was his uh, That was his thought. And I'm thinking, wow, if this horse is 10 to 1, why not just bet the whole 200 to win on the two ball? Uh, and uh, maybe maybe a slight hedge off with uh, exactus up and down, but uh, the two is his choice. At least uh, that, that's the early consideration. For you right now. I'm all in on Skippy Longstocking. Right oh, that's what we have to oh, go. The yeah. two is uh, Creative Minister, the horse that uh, they there supplemented for $160,000. You're exactly right. The two and ball, Skippy yeah. Longstocking has been running at Gulfstream, ran an aqueduct in the wood and finished third right behind uh, Mo Donegal, my Belmont pick, and early voting. So Skippy Longstock, and he's got uh, Junior Alvarado. He's got a shot. No, I think he wins it, uh, Dave. I mean, I, I would uh, go ahead and book all the action against him uh, while I'm at it uh, and then send all of that money in on Skippy Longstocking. He's going to go off three to five. It's going to be as if Mattress Mac had a dog named Skippy. <laughs> but uh, Anyway, um, now, now are you are you involved? I mean, I would imagine the membership talks a little bit about the PGA tournament that's coming up, uh, which uh, I got in the pool again. And uh, yeah. I, I use, like, pretty much all of the favorites, although uh, nobody is talking about Dustin Johnson, for some reason, is it because uh, he finally tied the knot with Paulina Gretzky and everybody knows that as soon as she says, I do, your entire life goes south. So uh, Dustin Johnson, <laughs> would he not have a shot? Long hitter. I'm assuming this course in Oklahoma, like favors guys that can hit the crap out of the ball there uh, that, that you want to be uh, like Aaron Judge when you have the driver in your hand. And um, nobody's mentioning him. Uh, a lot of people like Jordan Spieth in this thing. Justin Thomas. I mean, uh, it, it's the usual suspects being mentioned as winners. And um, I, I might even take a small sniff, although uh, it's a little too late now that uh, the tournament's about to get underway. But uh, I, I like I like Shane Lowry a little bit, man. He's been very consistent. Might, ah, maybe he sneaks in there and wins one. And he has long I'm odds, a, like 35, 40 to 1, something like that. I'm a Colin Maracara, Maracara fan. 
That's who I like. Oh, well, I like uh, that yeah, kid. Yeah, player, no, he's been off his game a little bit, but I think uh, he certainly could do that. And Justin uh, Jordan Spieth, I think, had a great tournament last week, and he think he's rounding into form. I'd, I'd, I would bet against him myself, personally. I'd, I'd, I'd go with Colin. Uh, Xander Shoffley would be a big price as well, or a, a fair price. Yeah. I think I used Patrick Cantley uh, as one of my picks. Uh, Scheffler, of course, you had to throw him in there. Uh, but this was in a pool where, you, you know, you had to pick guys off of various lists, and, and you couldn't have all of the top names because I think Spieth, uh, DJ, and uh, Justin Thomas were all on the same list. And so, uh, you know, out of those three, I don't know why. I just I took a flyer on uh, Dustin Johnson, so he'll probably be six over at the turn today. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tear up uh, all of your tickets. All right, so you have your Preakness pick. Uh, yep. You've given us a PGA pick. Uh, you want to you want to analyze the French Open while you're at it, uh, Dave Gurgles Gurgles? No, 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 no. no. Choice no. I, right. Andre Lacoste. I, I like Andre Lacoste. <laughs> oh no, that's the, that's the shirt. I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> you see that little alligator? You know the guy's getting paid handsomely yes, because it. nobody that's else right. wears that yes, shirt yeah. anymore. <laughs> Two players, right? <laughs> They're on there uh, advertising or, or representing that brand. All right. Uh, how, how do you feel about uh, today's questions on the trivia challenge? Are you confident that these are real brain busters? Yeah, I got some good ones. Yeah, we're ready for the boys. Okay, very good. And uh, we'll, we'll have that going in just a few moments here on the show. So uh, stick around. Uh, Hylia Park, of course, uh, Dave and I and uh, Luby, too, can talk about this all day long because yes, it's absolutely fantastic. And uh, we love it down there. You're going to get a great vibe when you walk into the casino. Uh, there's something, Dave, and, uh, you know, you're, you're inclined to kind of, you know, go into your own little uh, shell there and, uh, you know, stay to yourself. Uh, unless, you know, somebody is about to mow down one of your horses, in which case you were, you were screaming at the top of your lungs and acting like a maniac. But, right. uh, but, Screw uh, your five horse. That's yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Go to hell with your five. Uh, but that, that Latin vibe kind of, you know, Makes you want to just be a part of what, what everybody else is doing. I mean, you really get into it. A very exciting place to watch the races there, a champion simulcast. Yeah, and uh, this uh, this Friday, obviously, the first post, I think, at Bimlico is 11.30. So they My should favorite be thing, probably, yeah. probably at 11. And then Saturday, it's a 10.30 post. So we'll have to check with Hialeah. They'll probably be open 9.30 at that time. So, uh, you know, I would go there early. The casino opens at 9. Why not go to the casino, build your bankroll a little bit, then stroll over to the simulcast. If you lose a couple bucks, go back to the casino and rebuild. By all means, that's the best thing about Hialeah. Just walk from the paramutual right to the casino. My yeah, favorite. and I walk outside and get that great feeling that you do uh, when you've uh, sort of stepped off the planet and into some kind of uh, throw-type utopia. And uh, you're looking around going, wow, the earth really is beautiful. It's hard to tell if you're just yes. watching uh, the local news these days or, uh, you know, uh, having a guy put a gun to your head at the gas pump and saying, you want me to fill it up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just blow my brains out. I'd be better off. Uh, Hylia Park, uh, absolutely fabulous place. Uh, great entertainment destination. You guys are going to love it. Uh, we say it all the time here, and it's really true. The fact that this crew has been together for a long, long time and operate essentially as family gives you the feeling that you're part of the family there at Hylia Park. Get a player's card. You really feel like part of the family. As, uh, you know, you feel like, ma, I need money. They're just handing you, like, uh, free cash all the time to use in the uh, casino slot machine. Steve's 
Calibro does a great job there. It was great seeing John Brunetti Jr. at the fights, uh, looking good. And, of course, uh, you know, Steve Brunetti, I think, might be traveling the world, this guy. I mean, based on uh, his social media posts. I don't know if you're friends with Steve uh, on uh, social media, but he's at the Derby. He's in Paris. He's in Rome. Absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, great, great people. Been doing a good thing for a long, long time. So uh, check it out for yourself and plan a visit to beautiful Hylia Park. Speaking of Hylia Park, we're going to visit there, at least on some kind of mental plane. The Hylia Park Trivia Challenge is coming up here in just a moment. Dave has the questions. The phone number, Luby's going to be handling your calls, 954-417-0070. We have a fabulous prize to give away, and that's a Landlover's Gift Certificate. That would be the place to watch this action tonight. Solves the problem of yep. heat over here, Panthers here, Panthers here, heat over here. And then uh, baseball oh, and all the other stuff that you're uh, betting on because it's a degenerate stream there. Supreme. Yes. I saw him Tuesday. He yes. gets it, right? Because <laughs> he bets his own money. Oh, my he God. Gets he, it. He's betting with a buddy each game. They're betting the entire series, but they're betting each game of the entire series. And some cockamamie bet he tried to explain to me that I really didn't understand. I was like, yep, that sounds about right for you. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that's uh, betting that there would be no scoring in the hockey game before 100%. the 10-minute mark of the first 100%. period, right? Yes, Goose yes. eggs on the board, I think that's called. All right, now we'll come back with Dave Gurgles Gurgley and the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge, 954-417-0070. He's Mike Luby Lubitz. I'm Jeff DeForest. That's Dave, and we're coming back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 7.41. If poker is your game, you're out. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Catholic Health Services is committed to care that changes as your needs do. Our full continuum of services is designed to be there throughout your care journey. If you need assistance with daily living, post-acute care following a serious health event, or additional medical care at home, we also offer skilled nursing and palliative and hospice care. Your care needs may change, but our commitment never does. Catholic Health Services, South Florida's number one choice for post-acute and end-of-life care. Visit catholichealthservices.org. Oh, solo volante will be coming late. Oh, solo volante the Belmont's now a mile and an eight. The finish line is coming up quick. Luca Panici just switched the stick. The only way to get your morning started is with Defoe, joined by Luby, right here on The Defoe Show. Welcome back to the show. I once again, everybody. Uh, tomorrow on the program, our Degenerate Friday program will feature about 7.20 in the morning Eastern Time, the uh, lovely and uh, very astute and intuitive Kate and Bradar from uh, TVG uh, will join us to help us uh, analyze the Preakness from uh, maybe a little bit more of an intellectual 
position than uh, just seeing my dog and hoping that he takes a dump on Saturday morning and gives us a second. <laughs> a tad bit more. Although that worked that time, right? It did. <laughs> Flemish Gap. It did. The entire track was in on it. We were the only guys that didn't make money on that thing. Jersey Kyle sniffed that one out with a brilliant degenerate deduction. And uh, he uh, you know, realized that the fact that my two dogs had uh, taken a crap on different floors uh, of my townhouse uh, probably was a symbol at something involving a, a uh, you know, a thought or uh, a connection to me was going to evolve at the track that day, find a horse with a name that I am, I am to be, uh, be associated with. And it was Flemish cap, of course, uh, my favorite reference, reference all the time yes. about, uh, you know, if you're absolutely about to lose your mind and do something completely stupid that can only result in negativity, let's all go to the Flemish cap and go fishing. Right. Didn't work out so well for Clooney that day. And, uh, and with my new obsession with watching uh, replays of Deadliest Catch, I don't even know if I could eat crab uh, again any time uh, in my lifetime after watching these guys, man. You, you talk about some guys that have some guts going out there to make some money. That is crazy. All right, we're ready for the Trivia Challenge, Hylia Park Trivia Challenge, brought to you by the great people at Hylia Park. Dave Gurgles Gurgly is going to fire off some questions. Uh, you guys uh, call in at 954-417-0070. We're set to go. And uh, so in tribute to the man who delivered that brilliant operatic oration, about Luca Panici. What was that? A couple of years ago, Luca yes. had a mount in the Belmont. Yes. Yeah. Solo Volante. Yeah. Oh yeah, Solo Volante. Solo yeah. Volante. Solo Volante. Yeah. Song there, and I was so excited for him, and uh, you know, it was a big uh, deal for Luca Panici, a local jockey who, uh, you know, I mean, when the big boys come to town, Luca gets his share of wins, but uh, it's it's very slim pickings. Yeah. When you're going against the uh, jockey colony that comes south for the uh, winter time here for the championship meet at uh, Gulfstream Park, and uh, the fact he got into the Belmont there. <laughs> Was uh, or was it the Belmont or the Derby? I think he was in the Belmont, was he not, with Solo Volante? Yes. Yeah. Didn't do too well. And, um, you know, I did suggest that Luca lose my number, uh, you know, after he uh, <laughs> finished a non-menacing sixth or whatever that was in like a seven-horse field. Uh, but anyway, uh, Sole, Solo Volante what was the uh, horse, and uh, you, you guys will be uh, singing all about, uh, you know, possible uh, winners and uh, over at Land Lovers if you're lucky enough to win the game. So uh, as tribute to the polyman who delivered that uh, great uh, rendition of the song, and, you know, you're trying to think, uh, you know, what was going to rhyme with Panici, and he somehow worked it out, right? Uh, just absolutely fantastic job by the polyman who has very, uh, you know, uh, very, uh, variety of talents in that area. Uh, here we go. We're going to pay tribute to the polyman. And Dave, start us out with uh, the traditional fashion. And Easy some, baseball. Yeah. Easy baseball. This late night host on America's Pastime once quipped, you know, I heard doctors revived a man who had been dead for four and a half minutes. When they asked him what it was like being dead, he said, it was like listening to Yankees announcer Phil Rizzuto during a rain delay. <laughs> was that David Letterman, George Fenneman, Harvey Corman, or Nick Workman? Had to veal uh, Scalapini last night. He was great, uh, Phil Rizzuto. I loved him. Oh, mama mia. All right, here's a random phone scrambler, and uh, we have Mike to start out the game. Mike. You're on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Hey. Hey. And may I, may, I announce, may I announce my 47th wedding anniversary today? Oh, that's a tough. Oh, oh, congratulations. How many, uh, how many women? How many women? How many women? Thank you. I think uh, now I got about 23 years in, but it's, uh, you know, divided by <laughs> like three. Three women. <laughs> very much uh, up in question again uh, oh my all right God. so you have one point you're in the game congratulations on that 47 years same person uh, that, that's that's not easy to i do. love that 
Good for you. Good for you. Have to live with yourself for 47 years. I mean, come on. That's great. You're right. That's when I'm schizophrenic. freaked out. True or false horse racing, Mike, with the Preakness coming up. Because the black-eyed Susan is the official flower for the state of Maryland, and it doesn't sprout until June, believe it or not, artists must instead paint the center of the daisies black to put the ring around the horse of the winner. True or false? Wow. I'm going to say false on that. Me too. No, that's true. true? That's true. Doesn't sprout till June. They have to paint those daisies on the flowers. You'll see it. Nothing is real anymore. You know that, Dave? It's really a shame. <laughs> Nothing is real. They got the birds chirping in the background there at the Masters. They're not real. And the flowers at the Preakness. My Lord. All right. Uh, I was fooled also, uh, Mike. So, uh, you know, that, that puts you uh, obviously in some very horrible company. company. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, one going for four. All right. Let's switch to basketball, Mike. The Miami Heat. Which year did the Miami Heat first defeat the Celtics to advance to the next round of the playoffs? All right. Was that 2010, 2015, 2003, or 2011? Oh, God. Could be all of the above. Two, 2003. 2003. Ah, that's a good back. guess because they won the championship. But believe it or not, in 2011, they beat, beat them to advance the Eastern Conference Finals yep. four games to one. Yep, yep. Oh, remember those uh, Knicks Heat series? That was the 90s. final was like 71 oh, 69. Yeah. I mean, what, what happened there? Now that's a halftime score. Yep. Amazing. And, and that's while a team is shooting three for 21 from yeah, three exactly. point range and they just exactly. keep chucking. Boom. <laughs> You would you would have gotten beaten up, Dave, if you kept taking shots after going three for twenty one from like thirty feet away. No yeah. doubt about it. In the ball. No doubt about it. <laughs> Although Gurgle's a very effective globetrotter type of player with a wide array of talents, including shooting free throws from his knees while blindfolded and making them. All right, here's your five point Not question. We'll see if you can uh, do something along those lines right here, Mike, and pull this one out. All right, this is dedicated to the lovely and talented Leslie Visser, who after I told her that every horse that one started with an S was the most winners in the Derby, she had me bet every horse that started with S, and instead of rich strike, it should have been strike and rich, and we would have. Yes. Anyway, Preakness. Which letter has the most Preakness winners' names started with? Wow. Where, where do you find S? this stuff? Yeah, where do you get this? Uh, that's, that's, that's a story. Sounds like it came from the All same right. source. Didn't they? Will you have this question for the Belmont also? Uh, uh, well, no. There's. A, we'll wait and see. All, All right. right. Was it S? Was it B? Was it C? Or was it D? The, the first letter of the most winners of the Preakness. Did it begin with S, B, C, or D? Uh, let's say B. B. No, the nope. B is close. There were 16 of them, but the letter C, with the most recent being cloud computing in 2017, B would have been if you would have counted B, B, B for all three of them, but no. The letter C was a one. Well, good try, Mike. Hang all on, right. you may be. Very good. So has it been since 2017 that I've owed you the 40 bucks that Segreto uh, bet with you? <laughs> I forget. Oh, that that ever no, because, uh, yeah, it, it, it was, was uh, cloud computed that uh, Hank Goldberg, it was like 10 to 1, uh, gave uh, Tony to bet that day, and he called me to make the bet. And, of course, uh, I didn't want to sacrifice any of my existing bankroll to bet some other guy's losing horse, and then the horse won. And uh, he yep. got split in the exactor. I would have uh, owed the guy 2500 <laughs> Wow. I never was rooting so hard for a horse to lose a photo. 
There's <laughs> one I booked Segreto's $20 exacto box, and he got shaved by a nose hair for a second position. Uh, all right, uh, Perdomo Cigars, uh, always a good thing to uh, have one handy. I saw somebody yesterday, my friend Bob. I was on my walk of life. I ran into a guy, and he had a bunch of cigars, and I said, uh, hey, well, what, did you have a baby? And he said, no, I, I just love Perdomo Cigars, and they were a bag full of Perdomos. And most people do. Uh, actually, out here at Miami Lakes Golf Club, uh, the former owner of Oliva Cigars lives on the fifth hole. And once I once in a while, I go by and goes, hey, Dave, you want a cigar? I said, I'm a Perdomo man. Wow. Just like our late yeah. great friend, uh, the Mad Dog, used to say, whose bread I eat, their song I sing. Well, Perdomo Cigars is the perfect cigar for you. They make them perfect one at a time, Cuban seed tobacco grown in Nicaragua. And they're located very conveniently right off the Palmetto and 57th Avenue. At 5150 Northwest 167th Street, the exact address, open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., 305-627-6700, the number to call. And guess what's coming up, folks? It is, uh, what, three weeks now? No, maybe a month till Father's Day. And why not go to Perdomo, get a gift card, get them a humidor, or get them a selection of cigars. Uh, Lauren, the lovely uh, Nick Jr.'s wife is right at the desk she'll help you nick himself will come into the humidor explain the, the perfect cigar for your father your brother or your grandfather or even your son if you're a father whose son smokes perdomo cigars you can't beat them 305-627-6700 this weekend while you're watching uh, the pga or you're watching the preakness why not get a great perdomo cigar and if it's on a saturday or sunday no problem www.perdomocigars.com to find the retailer near you that sells these great cigars so when simplification with Johnny B crosses that line first, put something great in your mouth with a cigar from Perdomo Cigars. My dad had a uh, saying that uh, he, he liked to uh, quote, and you know he, he thought it really epitomized what life is all about, related to bread, uh, as you were talking about with the great Jim Mad Dog Manage. And uh, his thing was, and you know, if you ask my father, hey, what is life really all about, Dad? I mean, uh, you've been around longer than I have. Uh, you've done a lot of different things, a uh, man of multi-talents, uh, and, uh, you know, very internationally uh, connected in terms of your taste and things. And uh, he said, here it is in a nutshell. Cast ye bread upon the water, and ye shall get back soggy bread. <laughs> <laughs> Which, could, could it epitomize what this plate is all about? Any, any uh, you know, yeah. more succinctly? Cast ye bread upon the water. And you shall get back soggy bread. Just yeah, remember that, people. Yourself. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to come back and uh, play uh, many more here uh, before uh, Dave, uh, you know, uh, concludes uh, this game of the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. And then Scoop Skolnick. You, you talk about in-depth uh, basketball analysis. Scoop Skolnick, brilliant, on the uh, Miami Heat. And uh, we'll have his uh, his thinking on the uh, Heat-Celtics game. And uh, also, I guess, we'll touch on Golden State, whether or not they're a concession to uh, just win it all this year. And uh, uh, I guess I'm one of a surprise, no? Uh, Golden State from uh, the early season uh, yeah, prognosticators? Yeah. Yeah. Well, from coming off last year, you know, they, they sort of took a dip. They were fly, fighting for the eighth seed and then they, like, just miss it or were in the playing tournament to being a team that was in the top three all year. Yeah. Big. So why didn't we bet them then? Why are we betting them now? We didn't know. <laughs> because we're stupid. Then. You're stupid. You're Jordan stupid. Degenerate Friday tomorrow with uh, Kate and Brainer also. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll have... Uh, her uh, dissection there of the uh, Preakness stakes, which uh, she's always brilliant. Although uh, I don't think she was anywhere near the winner. She, nah, uh, well, no one was. She liked that. Uh, what was that knife horse? Cyber knife. She liked cyber knife. Cyber knife. The Japanese horse, which did make a nice little run at the end. Um, but Barbara Road really wasn't that bad. Uh, and your Barbara you know, Road had a was horrible the trip. Of the field. 
was like dead last coming off the turn. And then uh, I'm looking, uh, I'm sitting with Luby going, it's him. It's him. That's the 14. Yes, I know. And uh, he was making uh, what looked like a bold move. But then uh, in the final analysis there, when they all crossed the wire, uh, they might have needed a search warrant to find him. <laughs> all right, uh, coming back, more of the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge here on I on Channel. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz, Dave Gurgles Gurgly, Scoop Skullnick around 835 on Oops. And we'll come back and play uh, many more. 954-417-0070 in a moment. Now that. 756. Hey, folks. Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. You're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. Good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand-cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Verizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee for you call. The insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. The lovely Debbie Boone. I mean, I'm sure you've uh, talked about this a zillion times, what the song You Light Up My Life meant to you and your career and uh, kind of where it stands in your heart today. Well, you know, when I first heard I knew it was a good song. I, it, I wasn't excited by it. But I just thought, if, if somebody wants me to go into a recording studio and sing Happy Birthday, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> the Modern Day Odd Couple, Defoe and Louie, are on now. It is, of course, The Defoe Show. Welcome back to the show, a uh, Thursday edition of the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge on The Defoe Show here on I on Channel. Jeff DeForest, Michael mm-hmm. Louie Lubitz, the great Dave Gurgles Gurgly. The Polly Man, you'll find this surprising, Dave, has uh, vowed once again to return shortly to the program. <laughs> oh, yeah. He says uh, many of the issues that he was dealing with are uh, clearing up, and uh, he's having uh, 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 just outright moment of clairvoyance at this point. And I don't know, he hasn't come up with a Preakness prediction yet, as I, I think he was disappointed that Barbara Road didn't get rolling until uh, very late in that Kentucky Derby race. But uh, he has vowed to rejoin the uh, program uh, sometime in the uh, very, very... Uh, you know, near future. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. In the meantime, we'll carry on, and uh, we're ready to go. Next set of questions here. Scoop Skolnick coming your way on buckets at uh, eight thirty-five. He he should be, uh, you know, no, known as uh, you know, like Jimmy Buckets if his name was Jimmy, because uh, he he knows his hoops. Uh, Scoop Skolnick. Yes, so yes, you're going to enjoy that. I think uh, always good. He he kind of fascinates me because. You and I, uh, Gurgles, you know, you, you can dive uh, deeply into especially obscure players from uh, the distant past in the NBA. 
And then Scoop will, will name the rest of the players that were on that Knicks bench or whatever, you know, <laughs> or, or like Hawthorne Wingo was playing. You're like, like wow. The 60s. Yes, all right. <laughs> I was struggling to come up with Wingo. All right. Uh, let's get it going again, and uh, we'll play this uh, out to its conclusion. So uh, dial us up, 954-417-0070. Uh, Dave, toss out our next set of questions. NFL football. This Bears coach on quarterback Jim McMahon's recent medical issues said, now, the shoulder surgery was success. The lobotomy failed, though. <laughs> was it? Mike Ditka, Brooks Kepka, Brooks Robinson, or here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Successful shoulder surgery was always a nightmare, more so than the Detroit Red Wings were for any sportscaster. Successful shoulder surgery he underwent yesterday. Now, have you ever heard uh, a guy get up, uh, a doctor, after one of these uh, sports injuries or treated by surgery and say, oh, man. <laughs> Did we screw this guy up? He'll never, never pitch again. Never, never. <laughs> He'll be lucky to walk. No. There was nothing wrong with his legs when he went oh, into the operating room. It always went well. <laughs> oh, it's successful. Yeah, yeah. Deemed to be successful. All right. So speaking of successful, wow. I mean, it's nice to know a guy with a distinguished acting career with many credits. And, uh, you know, you'll be watching TV late at night one night, and there he is. He pops up in a commercial. Uh, the great Pat, Pat Fox, uh, joins us here on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. How are you, Pat? Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, it's correct. How's that thing healing up there? You had that uh, little uh, schmanktum on your face there. Oh, uh, which, all, uh, we want. Yeah. I'm all healed up. Yeah. Oh, good. A little scar. Good. Beautiful. Very tiny nice. one. All right. Yeah, I'm healed. Yep. It'll add character for uh, those uh, auditions you go on. That'll be great. All right, you have one point. You're in the game. Congratulations, my friend. Matter of fact, uh, last night I thought I saw Pat on an uh, – an episode of the Rockford Files with Angel Martin stealing money from him in some kind of fraud thing. I don't know. It might have been that. All right. <laughs> May have been me. <laughs> right. True or false, Pat? Golf. PGA golfer Stuart Sink, who made a hole-in-one at the Masters, believe it or not, has a rather unique nickname on the tour. Stuart Sink's nickname is Kitchen. Kitchen. True or false? Oh, Jesus. It sounds so good. I'll say true. Has to be true. It it is true. Well, that's yeah. right. Well good done, job, Pat. Pat. Kitchen sink. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, you know, a guy that occasionally, like after you've written him off, is uh, you know finished, uh, comes up, yeah. up and has a big tournament, or at least a couple of rounds. Uh, I, I, why do you think Tiger Woods is going to end up in this thing, uh, Dave Gregor's Gregory? If you had to speculate, PGA is playing. I I think he'll be watching the third round on television. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah, I think he's teeing it up with like McElroy and Spieth. Is that possible? Probably. That's a threesome going on about nine o'clock this morning. You think they'll get much attention on uh, <laughs> network uh, coverage? Oh, yes, no, I would think so. Yeah. Isn't it isn't ironic how Tiger Woods had such bad publicity and bad vibe? Yeah. And now with the way Mickelson put his foot in his mouth, Tiger yep. Woods seems like the good guy. Yep. yep, yep he's yep. a voice of reason now. You know, I, I liked yep. when he was trying to explain away Rachel Yucatel. That was still <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Favorite Tiger Woods uh, press conference of all of the uh, smug answers we got from Tiger when he was uh, just an outright prick, even though, uh, you know, and, and, you know, he, he doesn't have to be the world's greatest human being. He seems like, though, he's had a little bit of a transformation, no, unless he's just a, a great actor, unless he's Amber Heard. He, he's had a vital transformation of sorts and seems to be genuinely uh, OK with things. So anyway, we have the three point question coming up for Pat here. He, he has uh, two points. Here we go, Pat. Yes. Baseball. Which major league team is the only one that has never had a player hit for the cycle? Oh, all right. The Angels, the Brewers, Whoa. the Nationals, or the Marlins? 
Go with the Nationals. I think it's the Marlins. We're going to have to go far to find this answer. The Marlins is exactly yeah. You know what's correct. funny? Yelich now has had three uh, since he's been a yeah. Brewer. <laughs> that, that, that would be all another question. Reds. Is that the follow-up? Yelich yeah, uh, with three uh, cycles yeah, yeah, yeah. accounted for, uh, tied a record of, uh, I think, three other guys. That might have, uh, you know, and, uh, I was going to work Gertrude's that out. Right. If, if you weren't going to make it today, that was going to be one of my questions. Who, who are all the, against the Reds. Which of the following is not one of those three guys? All right. All right, uh, that could be the next question, Pat, but uh, you're in there with two points going for seven. No, but we'll do a not question on this one. All right. Sticking with the Preakness, since 1990, only four horses have won the Preakness and the Belmont, but not Not. the Derby. Hit that again. Not Not. the Derby. Okay, since since 1990, only four horses won the Preakness and the Belmont, but not the Derby. Which of the following was Not. not one of those? A oh, double wow. knot. So, double which knot of the question. following did not fit into double winning knot. the Preakness and the Belmont, but not the Derby? Here we, me. Here we go. Cloud <laughs> Computing, Hansel, Tabasco Cat, or a Fleet Alex? Which had won the Preakness and the Belmont, uh, but not the Derby? C. 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 No, it was Cloud Computing, the aforementioned. Wow. Uh, Tabasco Cat did it in 94, oh. Fleet Alex 2005, Hansel in 91, 94. point given in 2000. Oh. You may be in the finals, my friend. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> Every time you mention a Cloud Computing race now, 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a reason. The, there's a the reason. The horror that, that came across <laughs> my face there as uh, Segreto's other horse was flying into the exacta. And I'm like... Uh, <laughs> I, I never rooted so hard. I mean, I, I booked the guy's bet. How stupid. And you know you know that Tony Segreto is one of these guys with serendipitous luck. You know, where, where I would have lost that photo, he's the kind of guy that wins it, for sure. All right, uh, we'll, we'll play some more guys here. Dave uh, with us on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Hylia Park, great place to go any time of the day or night. It's open until 3 a.m. on the weeknights and 5 a.m. on the weekends. Uh, great vibe in there. The boxing was terrific. I haven't heard from Frankie yet if they're going to do that again. I don't know if they go right into plans to do it again because it's so exhausting the way they are with the meticulous attention to detail. And they make it such a good time for everybody, uh, these boxing nights. But, uh, wow, I, I would imagine there'll be another round or uh, many, many rounds uh, of uh, boxing contested uh, sometime in the very near future. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that because you would have to say, Luby, that, that had to be a successful night for Hylia Park. No? Oh, it was packed. We had a blast. Yeah. The fights went off really well. Like, I was out of the first early ones that Frankie wasn't even really including in the card. From that moment when he's like, this is where the card starts, every single fight, yeah. the next five or six, were legit. Like, either had a guy who was legit, and you could see going to another level, or the fight itself was really good. Like, I, I had a blast. Yeah, they tried to, uh, you know, showcase a couple of guys there in the uh, yeah, first fine. two prelims. So, which, uh, you know, a guy's in his first second fight. Uh, he's in there against some veteran guy who can uh, go a bunch of rounds and, you know, isn't going to win the fight, but, you know, is going to, you know, at least at times, uh, you know, uh, fire back and, you know, make the guy work a little bit. Uh, you know, not bad to get those guys experience. But you're right, man. From the time that guy with the snakeskin shorts came in there, whose yep. name I haven't figured out yet. <laughs> wow, that, that kid was good, man. He yeah. he was Leo Santa Cruz Jr. That, that double left hook to the body is always a sign that a guy, you know, re- really has it when, when they can execute that move uh, with the kind of snap this guy had on his punches. And he ultimately knocked the guy out uh, with an uh, early round body shot uh, that took him out. I, that kid had talent. He was like six and oh. 
So uh, we'll have to figure out who he is and bet him uh, the rest of his fights. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have uh, nobody with a total worthy of being in the finals, which means we'll probably have to circle back to uh, one of our previous contestants and uh, we'll try and squeeze in a few more uh, before we hit the wire here in the uh, Hylia Park Trivia Challenge portion of the show. Uh, so uh, l- let's get right back into it. Uh, Dave Gurgles Gurgley, the phone number 954-417-0070. And our next set of questions, the great Dave Gurgles Gurgley. All right, you talked about highly in a boxing card. Let's go with boxing. Very nice. This unabashed this unabashed heavyweight champion asked by a reporter to his, assess his upcoming opponent, George Foreman, said, I don't know. I've seen George shadow box and the shadow won. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Muhammad Ali, good golly, Miss Molly, hello, Dolly, or Fulton's Folly? All right, uh, we're going to roll the Ranophone Scrambler to determine our next player. Hey, lands on wow. This will be a surprise to you, Dave, and uh, maybe you too, Luby. Uh, Lenny the Chronic. Wow. Lenny, how are you? Hello. I'm good. How you doing, guys? We're doing great. How are you doing, guys? I did want to uh, pay tribute to our good friend Brad Jacobs of uh, now Top Rank Boxing, but uh, he, he was uh, the executive producer of uh, a great series, uh, the USA Tuesday Night Fights. Remember, like, the early advent of cable TV, uh, Dave? Well, you were never a cable subscriber, but... Never. Uh, and, and this was uh, a, a great series, and, and he was responsible for the comeback of George Foreman because he was putting Foreman up there fighting those stiffs uh, every couple of weeks on USA, and they, they were uh, getting uh, dynamic ratings uh, on those nights, and so he kept with it, and then Foreman eventually carved it out in a comeback where he knocked out Michael Moore somehow, and uh, mm-hmm. recaptured at like age seventy the uh, heavyweight championship of the world, and he didn't need the money, right? Because he had sold like eight million Foreman, Foreman grills. grills. Yep, yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. Easy to remember his sons' names too. They were all named George, yeah, like George. all thirteen of them or something. All right, uh, Chronic, you're in the game. You have one point. Congratulations. All right. All right. All right, Lou, uh, Lenny. Golf, true or false? Believe it or not, J.R. Smith, the former NBA player who switched and entered North Carolina AT&T as a golfer, was named North Carolina AT&T's Academic Athlete of the Year. True or false? I believe that's true. Yes, true. he got it like a four-row. That's right. He got like a wow. four-row. He Apolog- kicked ass. Apologies to Paulie on that one. Sorry. He's obviously uh, <laughs> sharpened up since he uh, dribbled that basketball out to yeah. three points. He made it in lunch, I'm sure. <laughs> no While LeBron James is screaming, give it to me! Give it to me! It. Just shoot it. <laughs> shoot it, you fool! All right, very uh, good. Um, two for two, going for five. And, and uh, once again, uh, I mean, have you noticed a, a, a turnaround in a trend yeah, here? Way better with like the, the true Dolphins falses. Winning the Super Bowl. Only uh, Paul you know, gets me. True false questions, Lenny. Dynamite, man. He's asking them every week. Yeah, he's doing way better. I'm slipping. (laughs) You are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it has to be you, Gurgles. Yep. Your three-point question, hockey, Lenny. In 1996, the Florida Panthers lost to the Colorado Avalanche in four games in the Stanley Cup final, but not before they defeated three other teams in the postseason in that year to get to the finals. Which of the following was... Not. not one of those teams they beat in the playoffs was not 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 the fl- the not. Flyers, the Canadians, the Bruins, or the Penguins. Go with the Penguins. No, they beat the Penguins uh, soundly, and I think in the opening round, the Canadians were not yeah. one of their opponents in that one. 
Yeah. He's very sharp on uh, all matters of the NHL. I mean, yeah, you would failed. think he was like Gary Bettman Jr. <laughs> or something. Uh, all right, uh, going for seven here, Lenny, and uh, this would put you in the finals. All right, baseball. The Marlins off to a great start, and uh, remember they started way back in '93. Uh, we want to know which Marlins player recorded their first ever stolen base. All right, good question. Was it? Oh, Chucky Carr, yeah. Brett Barbary. Benito Santiago or Jeff Conine? You got to go with the obvious this time. Chucky Carr. Chuck Carr. I'm going to say no, Brett Chucky Armory. didn't even start that year. Yeah. No, how about this? Really? Jeff Conine. Conine got the Conine. first. Oh, Conine? Mr. Marley. Yes. Really? Did he how ever did steal? Happen? When did he steal? Uh, <laughs> defensive indifference? Do you get a yeah, base like on that? When did he it, steal? It Conine. <laughs> yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, they just had that 25-year uh, reunion. Uh, very good. All right, so uh, the uh, Chronic, is that it for the Chronic? Yeah, yeah, that was done. Chronic's done, but he's tied yeah. for the lead with two. <laughs> okay. With Pat, so I mean, I guess we could have All right, well, that uh, sad Let's finals. figure out where we're going. Uh, we'll, we'll have uh, Dave tell us uh, once again about uh, how great on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge it is to uh, embrace Perdomo cigars. And Nick Perdomo, one of the truly great guys. Uh, I'll never forget it. Uh, you know, I, I was getting on a plane out of Las Vegas, uh, Red Eye. And they must have had uh, one of the uh, cigar conventions there at the same time. And uh, Nick Perdomo introduced himself to me. Uh, you know, he had been a sponsor of various radio shows. So, uh, you know, I was aware of, uh, you know, his uh, greatness and the story. And uh, could not have been a, a sweeter or more humble guy. You, you just got the feeling right away with this guy that uh, you, you couldn't help but applaud his success because he was just such a genuine uh, human being. Yeah, and uh, Perdomo Cigar's great history uh, is grandfather started back in cuba his dad came over to the states nick had a cr promising career as an air traffic controller uh he saw his dad needed some help with the tobacco business went into it now his son nick jr is involved so a fourth generation of making cigars perfect one at a time and he is an unabashed as you say proud owner you go there i took a group of golfers there and he gave them an hour tour explaining about everything. He's invited me, and I'll make a trip one day down to Nicaragua to see the plant and everything like that. But they make them with tending love, tender, loving care, and it's easy to get to for you folks. Uh, 5150 Northwest 167th Street on the south side of the Palmetto, just a little bit east of the Home Depot there. Before you hit the big curb, if you're coming east to west, you'll see it on the left side, the big side for Pernomo Cigars, Nick's Cigars, and you can't beat it. 305-627-6700 is the number to call. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. You would want to get one this Saturday. Hey, I'm going to watch the Preakness and the PGA. I need some Perdomo cigars. Any retailer near you should have Perdomo cigars. And if they do, just go on, just have, go in there and say, I want a Perdomo cigar. Lot 23, Edition de Silvio, uh, the 10th anniversary, the 20th anniversary. They become all perfect one at a time. So when simplification crosses that line first and Colin Marikawa wins the PGA championship, what a parlay. It's like Hialeah Park. And Perdomo Cigars, put something great in your mouth with a cigar from Perdomo Cigars. I don't know if this is uh, as traditional. I used to throw a few derby parties. You might have attended uh, one or two of them. I and, uh, you know, I finally had to, I got, I got shut down by the city uh, when, when Princess Pazoom went into the pool that time from the local strip club. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all of a sudden there, there were another 30 guys in the pool <laughs> <laughs> spotted by some chopper that just happened to be going by making a rescue in the intercoastal. Uh, you know, it, it, it became prohibitive to uh, do that again. And, and certainly I don't have the circumstances uh, here at the uh, new uh, Defoe Diggs uh, to be throwing wild parties, but, uh, you know, and, and maybe that that's a good thing. But do people have Preakness parties? 
Gurgles, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, they you do. don't hear it's about a lot of Preakness parties. Not the same flair as, as the Derby, obviously. I, I've been to two Derbies, 73 and 74, with uh, Secretariat and Cannon Aid. And then in 74, I went to the Preakness, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, Little Current won it with Miguel Rivera. Wow. Nice. And uh, yeah, that was that was my only trip to the Preakness. But the Preakness uh, parties are not as uh, substantial as the Derby parties because most people don't have any money left from tapping out on the Derby. So you're right. It, it was really, and I I applaud this. I mean, I don't mean to discourage people uh, from coming out and uh, plunging on a Kentucky Derby, but uh, you know, clear cut uh, to a you know a grizzled horse player, it, it's really amateur hour, and it, it's kind of weird and. It, it was funny. I, I literally was uh, like three people behind a lady after waiting through 20 people that uh, were in the line. I had to cash a ticket of all things from, uh, you know, one of the uh, previous uh, races. And I was leaving the place I was at to, to jog down to Hialeah for the fights. So uh, and we only went there, you know, because the Mustang had a substantial amount of free play that uh, was going to evaporate that day. Of course. So I figured that's uh, like 200 less. I don't have to lay out of my horse racing background. <laughs> I just knocked out of here. Because I was down to my last couple of bucks when I finally hit a 7.5 exact at like Oaklawn Park and got, uh, you know, all of my money back plus like a stick. But the lady had like a thing like this, a shopping list, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah. I want a tuna. Uh, no mayo, uh, pickles only. And she's reading this. I mean, and, and, you know, a lot of people were doing that and they had no idea how to call out the bets, obviously. So, yeah. uh, yeah. they did the best they could, but you know, it's nice to see that kind of money flooding the pools, yep, but at yep, the same yep, time, yep. it's a little insane. So, you know, it, it's not quite the same with the Preakness and, and the best place I couldn't believe it. People were betting right up to the horses, like 19 of them were in the gate and people were still getting in that just made a move to the window at Hylia park. Cause they yep, had the thing yep. uh, set up yes. so well. So, so that was great. All right. The finals are set here. Uh, we're going to uh, match the chronic against Pat. So a battle of uh, chronics, uh, you know, uh, cause Pat certainly has uh, the distinction of going way back with us here on the uh, trivia challenge, the Hylia park trivia challenge guys, you know, the rules, but uh, we're obligated by FCC regulations and we don't want to get Jack Namer in trouble. Uh, with uh, any of the authorities, the governing bodies that, uh, you know, is there anybody really checking in on what happens on the Internet? No. Not yet. No, still not <laughs> so yet. Yeah, 20 good. years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to be doing this 20 years from now. But uh, where, where, you know, massive restrictions apply, especially since all legislation seems to be leaning back towards like the 18th century <laughs> in the, <laughs> the way that it was conceived. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, Dave's going to uh, fire for question. Call out your name if you want to answer. If nobody answers right away, we'll offer multiple choice. The first person to call out his name gets first choice. And then we go back and forth until we have a winner for the championship here. Uh, this week's edition of the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Good luck to uh, Lenny and Pat. Here's Dave Gurgles Gurgly. Good luck, guys. Baseball for this one. This past week, Judge, Stanton, and Rizzo became the first trio in Yankees franchise history to crush double-digit homers in the club's first 35 games of the season. Plus, it's just the eighth time in Major League Baseball that a team has had at least three players hit 10 home runs within the first 35 games of the season. We want to know which Major League team did it first. All right. That's a good question. Anybody? Was it? Here's multiple choice. Was it the Reds? The White Sox, the Braves, or the Twins? Pat. Pat. Yes, Pat. Yes, yes, yes. You're, you're up. The White Sox. Sox. 
No. 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 All right. Three left for the chronic. Uh, an unusual, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, <laughs> sedate uh, strategy he's, he's here. Waiting, yeah, by he's the chronic. Yeah. Out, yeah. Passive aggressive. Right, Lenny, passive was... aggressive today. That's right. <laughs> Lenny, was it the Reds, the Braves, or the Twins? Let's go with the Twins. Twins. Right. Yes. That's right. Wow, it wow. worked. It was. Wow. The chronic. <laughs> Bob Allison, Jimmy Hall, and Harmon Killerbrew did it way back in 1964. <laughs> $25 gift certificate to Landlovers uh, Sports Bar, which uh, that, that's a great place to uh, watch all of these games. You know, I used to love going in there doing that high school show we were doing, Luby, many years ago when uh, we had that thing going. And we'd do a live remote uh, from uh, Landlovers every Tuesday. And it was a heck of a lot of fun. It, it really was. And I always enjoyed all of the great food. It, it's tough to make a decision, you know, which is the item you're going to go with that night because they have so many great things there. Much like at... Uh, what was Shula Steak too, but is now Miami the Miami Lakes Steak and Sports. As a matter of fact, Luby, is there any truth to the rumor that uh, they may end up changing the name to Lenny Lovers? <laughs> Not that I yeah. know him. No, no. He may own the joint with those gift cards, right? But he Imagine enjoys... you're in bankruptcy court here, and uh, the guy's paying you off in gift cards <laughs> for a place that you started from scratch like 30 years ago. A legendary sports bar here. Yeah, you, you know I. I haven't seen a harder working guy than Alex Dufresne. I well, mean, all these people in the restaurant the business are great, but uh, wow, he, he is on top of everything uh, that goes on there, and that really does a great job. Dave, uh, so uh, your pick is uh, going to be the one ball in, in the Preakness? Uh, and, simplification, uh, yeah, and, uh, and I'm going to use a creative minister. I'm going to probably play simplification, all creative minister, and all simplification creative minister in a try. All right, very good. Uh, so that's like uh, all one, two. And uh, yeah, one and, all and two. one all two. Yep, yep. And then I'll play uh, like exactly the exact cover. Oh, that, that's not. really not going to cost you a fortune either, because I, I think that no. uh, move is like fourteen bucks or something like that, twelve uh, or something. Yeah, maybe even less. So yeah. uh, not bad. All right, good strategy. It gives you a lot of coverage, and uh, you know, then you're hoping some bomberuski comes yeah, in the exactly. middle there. Yeah, exactly. Strike part two. Right. Of, yep. uh, <laughs> of, of your two horses, which uh, often is the case. Florent Giroux on the biggest long shot in the field. I mean, no Let's slouch. Go. In the saddle there, in the irons, uh, and uh, he's on like a morning line 50 to one shot, which, uh, wow, okay. I don't know. I mean, we laughed at uh, Rich Strike being in the race there in the Kentucky Derby. So uh, good luck with uh, all of your wagers. Great job today on the uh, trivia challenge. Uh, some real brain busters. Uh, Dave Gurgles Gurgley. The Polly Man is vowed to return in short order, so uh, we can look forward to that. <laughs> and uh, we can always look forward to going to Hylia Park. Dave, thanks for being with us. You got it, guys. You will, Gurgles. Right, Dave Gurgles Gurgley. Dave Gurgis Gurgley with a nice mix of questions today. Did though. well. Yeah, it was Luby? Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that was uh, kind of interesting there. And, uh, yeah, I, I the Marlins, I knew that, that they have never That's had a guy I hit got. for the cycle. Yeah. That's the one yeah. I got because they always talk about it when a guy's close and then they never get there. No, the cycle is a rarity uh, for sure, but, uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem so impossible that you would have multiple no-hitters yeah, yeah, as exactly. a franchise. And then have nobody have hit for the cycle since uh, the inception of the team in 93? Well, they've had a lot of talent. They've had a lot of guys with speed that could also, like, Pat, like Sheffield had speed that could hit for power, Yelich, Stanton. Yeah. Like, they've had a lot of guys in their time that could do the five-tool 
stuff. You know, it's weird that they've never had one. I feel privileged to have witnessed, uh, I believe it was one of two Chuck Carr home runs. Chuck Carr. Chuck Carr. And, uh, I love Chuck Carr. I forget what season it was, but uh, he, he hit a home run uh, in a game. No, not Chuck Carr. Who, who was it? Who, who was the other uh, you know, guy they had that, that played center field? Chuck Carr was long gone. Chuck Carr, Devin but, uh, White. Devin White did it from the Blue Jays. No, it wasn't Devin White. Was another center fielder. Uh, this was a guy. Uh, wow, and he stole a lot of bases. Oh, Juan Pierre, uh, Juan Pierre, Juan Pierre, Juan Pierre, Juan Pierre. Yeah. I witnessed one of uh, two Juan Pierre home runs <laughs> uh, on a day where I threw out the uh, ceremonial first pitch. Oh, nice! Uh, before a uh, Pittsburgh Pirates game, and I believe that was uh, September first that year. September first, and uh, oh, that, that was the year one. that the yeah. uh, Marlins had to be what two thousand two thousand three. It was the year before they went two thousand three when when they uh, won the uh, championship that year. Yep. Yeah. So that was great. All right, uh, Scoop Skolnick is right around the corner. Uh, let me tell you about Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill and all the good things going on there. It's just absolutely fabulous. Still have to get Mayo, the gambling gourmet, down there to try that uh, Italian fisherman yes, pizza. Sir. He is. He fancies himself as a pizza connoisseur. I don't know. I mean, uh, can everybody uh, conceive of themselves in that fashion? I mean, if you like pizza, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, is there anybody that just says, uh, yeah, I don't care, man, you know, and they think like Domino's is the top of the line? I know what I like and what I don't like, but I, I'm not, like, uber, super duper duper picky. Like, mayo, I feel like dissects even, like, I like good versus fast food pizza. I bet you I feel like mayo, even when it gets to good pizza, dissects it. Yeah. That's why I want him to try that Italian fisherman, because it takes good pizza to, like, another level. Yeah, he was dissecting that uh, piece of Corvina that uh, Brad made yeah, up for us yesterday. The even keel thing. <laughs> that was which, great. Uh, was an unfortunate blown radio remote. <laughs> it worked out we, for we've us. We've had some, uh, you know, unusual luck. Yes. At uh, the Even Keel Fish Shack. The lucky thing, though, is uh, we got to eat there. And, uh, you, you'll feel lucky, too. I mean, if you're heading for the Keys, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, uh, Mile Marker 104, the Overseas Highway. Now, it's a great place to stay. Uh, the accommodations are very unique, and you'll have to check that out and uh, see. I mean, if, if it's something that you're inclined to do uh, from whatever part of the country or the world you're coming from, I would have to say those were the most spectacular accommodations I've had uh, any time I've stayed in the Keys. And back in the day, we used to have, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, privilege there from working in the media. And we would get some some great, great places to stay, like all of the top places. And, and that was, I, I don't think I've ever had a better hotel room anywhere. Not, not even in Las Vegas uh, when I was getting hooked up by various casino hosts that I knew. Um, and, and never, really. I mean, the accommodations are exquisite at uh, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. And you can find out about it at jimmyjohnsonsbigchill.com. Now, if you're just rolling through town or you're, you know, staying in Key Largo, or even if you're staying somewhere else, uh, which, you know, can happen, uh, this is the place you want to hang out, right? Yep, 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 yep. At some cheesy hotel pool, you know, where every now and then there's a vulture goes over here. You want to be where the action is, and that's where the live bands are playing and the food and drink is uh, absolutely off the chart. And then on top of that, you're getting great service, uh, whether you're sitting at a pool or at one of their cabanas or uh, at any of the dining tables that are there. You're right there on the bay side on the water. It really couldn't be uh, any better of a scene. Uh, you know, I, I was uh, overwhelmingly uh, surprised, and I was expecting good things, Louie, weren't you? And, and how great the place really is. And, and I mean this in all sincerity, and I'm a big fan of going down to the Keys, and uh, staying in some cheese ball place to save money and, uh, you know, uh, finding local restaurants to uh, dine in. Uh, th- this place really, uh, I mean, it had everything incorporated into one that you would want on a fantastic day in Key Largo. It's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. It's right there, mile marker 104, the overseas highway. Great food and drink, great atmosphere, great vibe, and uh, emphasis on the drinks. And, of course, uh, for a night like tonight, if you're in the area there, 
in uh, Key Largo, uh, then uh, why? Why not stop in at, at the sports bar there, the remodel sports bar, and catch because uh, people are trying to figure out, can I watch the Panthers in the heat, heat and the Panthers at the same time? Great place to do it with a big plate of nachos and maybe some of those great chicken wings or the pizzas at Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, mile marker 104, the overseas highway in Key Largo. It'd be nice if we could send some guests down there on a show like Scoop Skolnick. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, can't extend them that p- privilege uh, right now, but uh, he's coming up and always great. And, and of course, uh, we're, we're very happy with Scoop because uh, he has his feature on his Five Reasons Sports Network. And uh, since we have... Uh, you know, gone ahead and made that partnership. Uh, things are really taking off, skyrocketing here yes, in the local sir. market. We're very happy about that. So, uh, Scoop will appear on this network and, and then also on his own network as a guest. Yes, he's there all the which, time. Which, uh, wow, I mean, uh, entrepreneurial spirit of Scoop Skolnick. And also, uh, great insight into the uh, Miami Heat and what's going on with the uh, franchise yeah. and uh, how to shape up uh, game and size up game number two of the Celtics and the Heat. That, that's coming up in just a few moments here. On a Defoe show, he's Mike Luby Lubitz. I'm Jeff DeForest, and we'll be back with more here on Ion Channel in a moment. Now that the time. it's eight twenty-eight. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Catholic Health Services is committed to care that changes as your needs do. Our full continuum of services is designed to be there throughout your care journey. If you need assistance with daily living, post-acute care following a serious health event, or additional medical care at home, we also offer skilled nursing and palliative and hospice care. Your care needs may change, but our commitment never does. Catholic Health Services, South Florida's number one choice for post-acute and end-of-life care. Visit catholichealthservices.org. Yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't get your uh, question. You were a coach that you coached all kinds of teams. You had teams that... Hey, say it in English. That Enjoy your trip to work with lots of laughs, thanks to Defo and Luby. Now on the Defo Show. Still a very compelling moment in Luby's uh, early broadcast career as <laughs> uh, we had just kind of connected. And that was part of that high school show we were talking about, which was airing on uh, 1470, a uh, local barter station that we have here in South Florida that, uh, you know, was never of any great distinction. It, it was kind of weird selling advertising on that because uh, I think I was uh, talking to Sufreen about hosting the show there and becoming a sponsor. And we went out to the car and uh, unfortunately it just turned to darkness when they powered down the radio station. And at that point, it was difficult to make out what was being said in the parking lot of Landlubbers. <laughs> no, never a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's right here. I guess there's something wrong with my radio. <laughs> Not sure. Yeah, I should have had that thing repaired before I led you in here. But uh, now, uh, you know, once again, and, and it's booming in the midday uh, with Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. And uh, we'll be doing that. Uh, and you can catch that on the Odyssey radio app anywhere around the country if you're curious about the dining and or sports scene here uh, in South Florida. Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. 
And he'll be joining us tomorrow. Now, I, I think he whiffed, Luby. I think he completely whiffed on this uh, whole thing because uh, he, he was on the right track. And this mm -hmm. hit me an epiphany yesterday. I was on my walk of life, and it's getting to the point now. It's getting to the point where you can't stop schwitzing anymore. The old Crosby, Stills, and Nash thing. And, uh, wow, I mean, it's just Schwitz City. And I, I don't know, does uh, an excessive amount of sweat stimulate your mind or uh, lead you to uh, certain hallucinogenic thoughts that, uh, you know, I mean, it might be a little bit too bizarre. But I, I believe that Mayo was right about uh, th this ill-fated playoff run for the Florida Panthers, but he just he, he misjudged the situation. He thought they were going to get embarrassed again and get knocked down in the first round. But the real embarrassment was yet to come. And this could come to pass where they get swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning and spanked and, and just shot right down. I mean, all of this booming confidence during the regular season gets wiped out because uh, not only did they lose to the uh, Lightning in the second round and, and fail to make uh, any inroads towards the Stanley Cup, except for uh, getting off the Schneid during that first round series against the Schmenke Capitals, but they would have had a, uh, a more embarrassing, worse loss than, uh, you know, than they had uh, in, in the round last year when they got knocked down the first round. That's what it feels like. What do you like. think? Yeah, I told you. I think once I saw so they get game, swept. I, I, I don't see a sweep. It's hard to predict a sweep, especially from sweep. the yeah. number one team in all of hockey, point-wise. But that was bad. Like, it, it, we talked about how they got comfortable coming back and it worked in the first round, but to me, you couldn't think that that's going to work for the Lightning. The back-to-back -back defending champions, a team that their goalie's way better than yours, that can score on the power play, and they scored in a multitude in game one on the power play. Like, the way that game went, it was very similar to the first round, and this is not an old Capitals team that's aging out. Like, this is a Lightning team right in their prime. Like, literally, they just won two titles, and they're right there. They're still where a top five or six seed in all of hockey. So if you're, you're going to play the same way this series... That's what that's what scared the crap out of me. It wasn't even that they lost game one. It was that the third period happened, just like the first series, and they fell. Like, offensively and defensively, they were a sieve. And Bobrovsky, who I've been concerned about, went back to giving up stupid-ass goals. And the defense wasn't there for him. And that's in game one when you're up and you're ready and you got everyone there. The crowd was crazy. South Florida actually paid attention, you know, because he didn't start till 8.30. Like, it, that freaked me out, the way that that game went. And that's why I could see instead of them winning this series or being in a, a dogfight, I could see being worse than last year. Like, Swept. you know, it's almost like yeah. the, the I thought, okay, they're now ready to just go. It, it might be like, okay, they won their series. Cool. Which is really stupid from a number one seed. We'll change our minds uh, possibly after uh, oh, like six times, yeah, game, like six once times. again and go right back on the bandwagon. But uh, as of now, I think Mayo whiffed by not betting that the oh, Tampa yeah, Bay him, Lightning yeah, yeah. would sweep. The Panthers, an impossible uh, conception. I mean, uh, you, you, you couldn't possibly have envisioned them uh, getting swept. And, and that's where Mayo went wrong. And, and it's all sparked it. by this uh, animosity and acrimony between himself and Doug Sifu, the team CEO. Because if you've noticed one thing about Mike Mayo, he doesn't get over stuff. Oh, no, no, no. He doesn't get over stuff. Like, like if you stiff him, uh, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, he wanted a Bloody Mary at Houston's, he's never gotten over it. Yes, yeah, that was like years ago. He continues to attack this restaurant. I mean, uh, at any opportunity with, like, snide comments and things like that. And uh, you know what? Sometimes you just got to shrug your shoulders and let it pass, right? Honestly. Let bygones be bygones. Like we did with uh, a guy named Steve Lappa when uh, Scoop and I were working at uh, 640. 
I don't know. We were like 640, the schmo or whatever it was. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the schmo. <laughs> and every day it was like, uh, what are you talking about, Lapa? When are they going to pull the plug on this whole station? Now, you had to worry <laughs> that they didn't pay the electric bill over there. Right? It was incredible, and much less the talent. Uh, we welcome Ethan Scoop Skolnick, uh, of course, of Five Reason Sports Network, entrepreneurial, the Elon Musk uh, of the local media here. Well, he's wait, one wait, of those wait, guys. Wait, wait, you may know, not want that wait, comparison wait. for much longer. Wait, well, wait, not politically. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, in terms of cash flow. <laughs> Maybe until some recent revelations, perhaps, but yeah, not, not, yeah. not anymore. Not anymore. You uh, you, well, you too. I mean, uh, you would not be inclined uh, to uh, allow Donald Trump to have a, an open platform on your five recent sports network, even if he was like, uh, you know, some expert sports writer uh, out of his past. I mean, you have to have a third grade education. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. There you go. We, we require more than one syllable words at five exactly. reasons. So if this guy was Red Smith, uh, you wouldn't allow him uh, to uh, okay, have a commentary on uh, Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, Ethan, a lot to get to here. And, uh, you know, it, it's been an interesting ride. Uh, those two games that the Heat lost in Philadelphia uh, kind of, uh, you know, opened some eyes and maybe, uh, you know, developed some concerns. And you thought, how is this happening? They didn't have Embiid, and now they get him back. And even though he wasn't, uh, you know, completely uh, ready to go and uh, going to play at the level that he did as he was an MVP candidate, it still was disturbing if you're a Heat fan or, uh, you know, somebody that uh, thinks that they're going to win the series and the title maybe to see those two losses. They come right back and they wipe that away. And then he beat the Celtics in game number one. Uh, what did you see there? Was it just, uh, you know, uh, due partially, uh, I guess, to, you know, the Celtics being depleted without Marcus Smart and Al Horford, who had been terrific for him uh, in previous series? Um, how did you size up game number one? And, and where does that leave you in terms of uh, what's going to happen tonight? Well, I still think this is going to be a long series. I, I do. And, and Smart's going to be back tonight, it looks like. Um, Horford, probably not until game three. Um, I feel like they can overcome the loss of Horford a little easier than they can the loss of Smart because they have so many bigs. You, you saw Robert Williams, uh, you know, have an impact early in the game. In particular, I think he made his first five shots. They were all at the rim. They were all uh, kind of dives to the rim on pick and roll. He's a very good defender. Um, Grant yeah. Williams gives him a three-point shooter. And Tice is serviceable um, for the most part. So they, they have enough bigs. But I thought without Marcus Smart, they just don't have enough answers on the perimeter. Um, you know, the Heat hunted Peyton Pritchard the entire time he was in there. So whatever scoring he had on the other end, I, it's kind of funny to me to Celtics fans who are basically saying Peyton Pritchard is Tyler Hero. And yeah. other than pigmentation, I just don't yeah. see it. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> it, it's, uh, you know, it, and, and so it looks I, more I like J.J. Correa to me. I mean, uh, you know, as what? a Heat menace. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's that that's still a sore subject. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, you illustrated that very well the uh, last time you were on with us. Yeah, I, I think Dallas has the lifetime contract with them. I think he's <laughs> a lifetime deal. <laughs> you know, it what? was that red CD defense. Yeah, I, I don't know what the rules are for the finals, but if Dallas gets through this series somehow, you know, maybe they Damn resign man. him against the Heat and then to play against <laughs> Jimmy and see if Jimmy will back him down. I, I, I think that this is going to be a competitive series. I do. I, You know, game one to me, you know, the first half, uh, Miami had some problems with some things we thought they would have some problems with. You know, Tatum was pretty much unguardable in that first half. I mean, it didn't matter what you did with him. He shot over it. Uh, Jalen Brown did not play particularly well, even though the numbers said that he did. I expect him to be better in game two. But that third quarter, I mean, that's the best of the heat. I mean, you know, really, you know, that is their defense leading to their offense. Uh, 
And Jimmy right now is one of the two best players in the playoffs, I think. And, you know, as a two-way player, there's nobody with him. And he's just playing at an insane level. And, again, it starts with his defense. You don't have to necessarily run a ton of stuff uh, for him. You know, he's going to create, and then he's going to hunt the mismatches on the other end. So, I mean, this Heat team, you know, we've seen all year. Lowry's out. Nobody talks about it. Gabe played extremely well. Um, they just have enough bodies to do anything. And then a guy like Oladipo, I thought, played excellent defense in that game also. So that I, that third quarter was was outstanding. Um, I don't think it's indicative of what this series is going to be. Ethan, you, talk, you talked about who's coming back for the Celtics, and it feels like Smart will be there, and then eventually they'll have Horford. Kyle Lowry, it's weird because he's sort of not been there the whole season or playoffs, so it's not like they're missing him. They've overcome him. But what I'm curious about is... Will he come back? And as we've seen, is it good if he comes back? Like, what does it mean if he comes back? Well, I do think he's going to come back at some point, provided they play long enough. Um, should they, he come back? I mean, he shouldn't come back if he's in the condition he was last time. And, and that whole thing now, looking back, was a little strange. I mean, yeah. I, you know, we didn't think that he was going to play until they lost. And then they were up 2-0, and they put him in. It was almost like they put him in because he wanted to play and also because they thought they could kind of get away with it if he didn't play well. And we saw they really didn't get away with it. You know, they lost the two games with him. Um, you look at his numbers in the postseason. I mean, even in the first round against Atlanta, before he hurt the hamstring, he wasn't playing that well. I'm not going to make an argument that Gabe Vincent's better than Kyle Lowry. He's not. But but there are, there are certain things – um, that they know how to do without Kyle now that it's it's a little bit challenging to put him back in and then go back to the other way. You know, with when Gabe is starting, you know, he's going to handle a little bit, but it's really more about the other guys handling, and Gabe is kind of giving you energy and defense, and, and if he's making a shot and he's confident with it, all the better. Uh, when Kyle's playing, the ball's going to be in his hands, and, and that, that is a different way to play. Now, I think that's a better way to play down the stretch of a close game they haven't had a ton of close games. No. Like if you look at the postseason, like the two games against Philadelphia, they really weren't in them at the end. And, and uh, you know, the, the one close game was the Atlanta game that Jimmy kind of monopolized it at the end. If you remember, uh, you know, that they lost other than that, I mean, that's been it. So, you know, last game one wasn't close. The third quarter made, made sure of that. So what you really need Kyle for is the tight games. But we haven't really seen it, so they've learned how to play another way. The other th thing that Kyle's return complicates is the Oladipo situation because then you have so many – I mean, you're not going to pull Gabe totally out of the rotation, but, you know, when you're playing Oladipo, Lowry, Butler, Hero all together, it's like yeah. who handles, who doesn't. Yeah. So I, I think they're – honestly, I think this time – I'm going to stick to this. I, I think they're going to wait until they lose. <laughs> yeah. I, but I said this in the last round, and I was wrong, but I, I got to think that's the strategy here, like – Make sure he's as close to 100% as possible. And if they lose, then they need to change the energy of this series. But I don't think he's like, I don't think he's like gifted back to the starting lineup as soon as he says, I'm okay this time. I don't think they're going to do that. Ethan Scoop Skolnick, Five Reasons Sports Network, uh, the entrepreneur that started the whole thing. Uh, they, they do a great job. I mean, uh, massive uh, coverage of the Miami Heat. So if uh, you're interested in that, uh, pop on the Five Reasons Sports Network and you catch all the different things they do. Which uh, Are you on 24 hours, uh, Scoop, uh, with your Heat coverage? Cause, uh, it, it, it feels you like personally. a YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, st I'm still so frustrated they put the Panther games on the same night as the Heat games because we would have had something all yeah. long. Yeah. and yeah. the. The NHL not caring about this market at all is very frustrating. Or ESPN not caring about yeah, this market me. at all. 
is very frustrating because it was really more of that and yep. it was really more Ranger related. But it, it's we should have had games every single night this week uh, that people. I, it's funny because, you know, I've been obviously tuned into the Panthers, but, you know, I'm covering a heat game the other night. Literally, it was after the game it was like, did the Panthers win? You know, it's yeah. a, that, and that, I think that's what happened to a lot of the media in game one. And it's going to happen again tonight. And it's just very, very frustrating that they did that. So. Yeah, it, it was ugly. Uh, you know, I, I did watch that third period. And, uh, you know, I mean, so what if the officials uh, allow uh, the Lightning to put two guys in the Panthers' crease <laughs> inside the blue area and they blindfold Bobrovsky yeah, they, and, and beat the crap out of the guy and then a couple of goals get by him and everybody's down on the goaltending uh, for the Cats. But we'll see if they can uh, bounce back tonight. Now, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, stories that involve uh, a disappearing act. Uh, D.D. Cooper being one of the greats, right? Jumps out of a plane. Nobody knows. Uh, Escape from Alcatraz, a Clint Eastwood movie, right? Uh, did they live? Well, we don't know. Uh, Martha Mitchell, whatever happened to her? Uh, you know, and, and it happens in sports. And uh, after the uh, two losses in Philadelphia, we, we started to speculate, what, what is wrong with Spolstra? Has he lost his mind? Why isn't Duncan Robinson playing? So, so uh, what is there a mystery there? Or, I mean, uh, what, what is the rationale behind it? Because the guy, he, he just had like a Rex Chapman night against the Bulls where he shot like uh, seven yeah, for eight or something on three-pointers. Mm-hmm. And then they're staggering around there going like seven for 35. What happened uh, with Duncan Robinson? Why, why doesn't he see any playing time? Well, I, I think it's an Oladipo thing right now. I, I think they've just chosen the defense. I mean, I you know, Caleb Martin's getting some limited minutes, so it's a little bit about him also. And and Caleb tends to give you a jolt when he comes in. Like he'll he'll take a charge and he'll and, and he'll, he'll he'll drive to the layup. I mean, I, there may not be a lot else, but that that first minute he's gonna he's gonna make his impact known. Um, I think with Duncan, you know. They tried it. I mean, Spolster tried it at the end of the Philadelphia yeah. series. He gave him some minutes kind of at the back end of the rotation, but they really didn't run anything for him. He was just sort of out there. Um, I, I just think they've gotten away from we're going to feature Duncan Robinson in the offense at this point. And when that's the case, then he kind of has to find his own. And he's not, you know, as efficient at finding his own as even though he keeps moving, if, if the ball's not coming to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, the gravity is not what it was before. I don't think teams are as scared of it because not because Duncan is a bad player all of a sudden or a bad shooter, but because the Heat are not featuring him like they did. So, uh, you know, I, I think that there could be a role for him in the series. The one thing that has not, you know, it's interesting, the Heat, what are we now? They were four and one, four and two, so eight and three, nine and three in the playoffs, right? They haven't shot the ball well yet. No, no, like no, like like they, they were they were first in the league in three point shooting, and I they're still towards middle to bottom of the pack of three point shooting teams in the playoffs, and they've still won mostly because Jimmy's played bully ball, um, yeah. and they've and they've gotten away with that. I mean, Tyler's numbers from three are way down from the regular season. Even Struess's numbers are down some. Uh, Games have ticked up a bit, but they're down a little bit. They don't have Lowry, who was a good three-point shooter in the regular season. So you would think that, you know, I understand it, and I think that Duncan will get a shot at some point. But then it becomes the other end. It's kind of like, okay, you know, when you put Oladipo out there, like the only guy out there that you can hunt on the heat is Hero defensively. So you put Duncan out there, then you got two. And and this this team, you know, we've seen it. I mean, going back two years when Duncan was a regular starter and was playing 35 minutes, I mean, literally, they went to Tatum or Brown. Again. Whoever got matched up with Duncan in the last three, four minutes of the game, like they went right to him. So they'll do it again. And, I, and you know, maybe he won't play down the stretch, but even at any minutes he's out there. So you almost got to play him 
when Tatum's not out there, I think. And it's just, it's hard to match those minutes when we know that Udoka is going to play Tatum 40 minutes. So I, I, it's, I just think Eric's having a hard time finding where to slot him. And I do want to move on to the West Western Conference, but before we go, there is something about Jimmy Butler that's obviously true, especially where we're at now with four teams left. Jimmy Butler is right with Luca, I guess, as a top two player left. I mean, if you go game by game in the playoffs, especially on both ends, probably the number one player, even over Giannis, the way he's played both ends of the floor. You've been national media and you've been local media. You've been beating the drum about how this team has been sort of just for, I don't know if we're forgotten, but just treated differently by the national media. It's not even the team. It's Jimmy Butler. Like, and he's done it on the playoffs before. He had a bad playoffs last year. The whole team did. They were, they and the Celtics were exhausted. It was clear to see that they were exhausted. This year, they're that team we saw two years ago. Jimmy Butler on this stage with this team has been as good as any player in the league. Yet, time and time again, and it's not just white national media, it's just national media in general, because he's not pretty, because he's sort of old school about off the court and on the court. He's treated like, yeah, he's good, but he's not, you know, Tatum. No, he's better than Tatum all around. Like, it's, it boggles my mind the fact that this guy has been this with this team and he still is treated sort of nationally the way he's treated. Yeah, we talked to Mark. We had Mark Jones on last night on Five on the Floor. It's a pretty good listen because Mark is the one guy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Why is it my? He actually down. referred to he actually referred to the heat as we at the end of the podcast. We, we kept it in. <laughs> uh, so, um, and, and he spoke to the same thing and he said, it's because Jimmy's game is not quote unquote sexy. And that's the reason that his colleagues uh, can't, uh, can't get into it. I mean, you know, I guess mismatch hunting and, and playing the passing lanes is not considered sexy in the modern NBA. Um, I, I, I think that part of it is that the national media, and, and I saw last night, the beginning of uh, NBA or during the day, NBA today, uh, the the one that Zach Lowe's on that they they actually spent the first twelve minutes talking about Jimmy. So it, it's it feels like it's it's you know it's Jimmy come lately so to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but they they've come around here a little bit uh, because they don't know who else to talk about. See that see that's the problem now. <laughs> now LeBron is that <laughs> is that like at some point there's nobody left but the Heat. So you know. <laughs> You can talk about all the teams that have been in Cancun for a month, uh, <laughs> or you you can actually try to learn the team a little bit, and you're certainly not going to learn anything about Gabe Vincent um, or about Max Struess, since you can't even pronounce his name correctly, or Caleb Martin or Dwayne Dedman or anybody else, or even to a certain degree, Bam. Okay, uh, you know, so they're really going to focus on Tyler a little bit and Jimmy a lot, and I I just think that it's too late at this point, like to educate their audience. Like, and so, and so now it's, it's become a chicken or the egg thing. It's like, I saw this, like the Easter conference finals ratings were the highest they've been in four years for a game one. Um, now, now Boston's ratings were higher locally and obviously the Celtics draw. We know that, uh, but the heater part of that too. So this idea that the heater, the spurs that nobody <laughs> wants to watch them, it, is not really right. I think there are personalities on this team. I just don't think they they that the national media has been invested in them all year, so it's very hard to flip the switch on it now. Yeah. I, I I think too, um, you know, we've seen it. I mean, every everything is in the context of what the other team did wrong. Every yes. time, uh, so, somebody yes. posted this up. You know, the Heat have lost three games, and the other team has lost nine. The Heat have not actually <laughs> lost any. Or any oh, I'm sorry. Anything. The other team won three games. Yeah. He had not actually won a game this entire postseason. Um, and just to keep shouting culture at the screen and saying Spo, I, I mean, that's not analysis. Uh, you know, and, and then yesterday, Mad Dog's on. I mind. mean, I, and, and he, I literally think he believes 
that Hardaway and Morning were on the 2013 championship team. <laughs> um, I, I've never heard more misinformation about the team <laughs> in my life. And, and then you get to the end of it and you're just like, you know what? I mean, they're still arguing whether Spoke can win without LeBron. Like, he at, has. <laughs> at, at, at this point, I would prefer guys, they just don't talk about them. Just don't. I, it's 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 like they don't, you know, even the smart guys. I mean, Zach Lowe, who is, yeah. you know, to me, the best NBA writer in the country. Two, three years ago, he wrote that the Heat had the bleakest outlook in the sport. Um, so they've kind of been wrong about everything with this team. So at, at this point, it's just better they don't say anything. I Look, if Jimmy's holding the trophy at the end, it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, they'll still probably award the MVP. To LeBron in Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 uh, but he's been good. And look, if you compare Jimmy's numbers to um, to Dwayne and LeBron's best postseasons, he is right there. That's he's funny. right there with Dwayne's 2005, which was actually in 2006. Six. And, and he's right there with Bron's uh, 2012, 13, and 14. So, I mean, he's having a Dwayne LeBron peak you know at age 32 which you know Dwayne and LeBron LeBron were not doing that at age 32 that if LeBron's years in Miami were late 20s and Dwayne's best years in the playoffs were actually mid-20s 20. so uh, it's pretty remarkable what he's done and we've seen him be effective with his uh, previous two stops uh, in the yeah. NBA and in pressure situations but uh, I, I don't know that I've ever seen uh, Jimmy Butler be this sharp with everything that he's doing. I mean, uh, you, you'll see him make a couple of shots and get brushed as he's going up on an impossible shot and, and go to the free throw line and score points. But uh, you don't see it as consistently. Every game. Uh, you, you know, he, he'll go through spells sometimes or has in the past where, you know, he puts up a series of bricks too. But, uh, no, he, he's been great. I've been dynamite. And obviously the main reason that the Heat are in the uh, position they're in. Uh, uh, the uh, – Golden State Warriors, uh, and, and you, you know, you mentioned uh, the uh, show with, with Chris Russo, who, uh, look, if you sat next to Francesa for 25 years and had to take all of that luster <laughs> in your face. You get some of it. <laughs> you might start to disintegrate mentally uh, you know, later on in life, and maybe sooner than most that would be considered for possibilities of onset of dementia. But uh, Stephen A., I mean, uh, you know, I, I doubt you'll see this clip replayed on ESPN when uh, – and I whiffed on this uh, when, when Dallas went to Phoenix for game seven and uh, they actually featured on the crawl. Stephen A says Dallas will get blown out in game seven. <laughs> An opinion as and a then fact. he came on and he did the performance, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, we understand what's going on there. And uh, the guy's very good at that particular, uh, you know, I mean, to the tune of 12 million a year of ESPN right. money. Although I'm not sure that's any great distinction anymore with the amount of money being doled out yeah. for color yeah. analysts on football games. Mm-hmm. that also offer the Mannings uh, who were, you know, uh, far more entertaining to listen to than your two $35 million announcers are, are going to be on ESPN. But uh, all that being said, and he said Dallas had no chance, and I was going to unload then on the uh, Mavericks, <laughs> even though I thought the Suns would win that game, but that, that changed my mind completely because if you could book the media's action, you would be a rich man. We always say that on mm-hmm. this show. Now, now Dallas goes out, lays an egg there. In that game one, not, not uncommon for a team that uh, won game seven in the previous series to subsequently go on a road and, and get annihilated or lose, certainly, the first game of the next series. But uh, what do you make there? Are they in there with any kind of a shot? And uh, a lot of people think, uh, Scoop Skolnick, that Golden State is going to win it all now, regardless of who comes out of the East. Yeah, I mean, I think they have a shot. I, I do. I mean, again, they, they, you know, they didn't look like they had much of a shot in the first two games against Phoenix. And, and obviously that played uh, out a little differently. 
Um, I, you know, I, I have wondered all along if, if Dallas is, uh, Dallas has been very good defensively this year. Jason Kidd deserves a lot of credit. Uh, but I have wondered all along if, if Luca was going to have enough of, of a supporting cast offensively to pull it through. Um, if a team really focused on him. Steve Kerr is very underrated as a defensive coach. Um, and so I figure that they would have a plan here uh, that, that could be effective. You know, Golden State to me is, is interesting because, you know, I think everybody's been projecting them. I don't think it's really been based on what they've done the second half of the season, right? Like it's a, you look at them on paper and you're like, well, okay, look, if they can get, you know, Steph and Clay working with pool at the same time, like how do you stop that? You know, provided that Draymond is healthy, but those three haven't really always played that well together. Mm. Um, and then they've had a lot of guys going in and out of the lineup. You know, Otto Porter has been kind of an important role player for them. And, and he's been banged up. Wiseman, we knew, was not coming back. Uh, you know, Iguodala, they were going to plug in for some veteran, you know, defensive minutes and stuff. And, and obviously, you know, he's been back. So they haven't really been totally healthy. I, I think everybody's been projecting what they look like when they're healthy. You know, and then you add Wiggins to the mix also. Um, I, I will say that Miami may come to regret the way they handled the last game of the season um, and that they, they didn't decide to try to win it because they, they would have had the tiebreaker over Golden State. That may be a factor. I mean, you know, having to start a series in that building yeah. uh, going to be a little bit of a challenge. But but I look, I, I picked Golden State to win the series. I think it's going to be a competitive series. Um, I don't think this Warriors team is as good as the Warriors teams that obviously the Durant team or even the team that preceded Durant. But in an, in a wide open year like this, where you know you could have taken like before the year, you could have said that the four teams in the playoffs, excuse me, the conference finals would have been what Philadelphia, Milwaukee, or Brooklyn, and then in the West, Phoenix, and I don't know Memphis or what. And you might have been you might have had a chance to be right, right? Like there were like eight or nine teams that could have been here right now, and I think Golden State is probably the most complete team left. But can Miami beat them in a series? Yeah, Damn. I think they can. I, I, I think I and I think Boston could and I think Dallas can make this competitive. So I don't think there's one team that sticks out more than any of the others uh, to the degree that we've seen in past years where when the Warriors got to the conference finals, you're like, OK, okay unless LeBron goes nuclear, there's no chance. Yeah. And, th- and that's pretty much where it was. I'm kind of hoping Dallas uh, survives the series, even though I like Golden State. A uh, very entertaining team to watch, uh, and especially as Steph Curry being a terrific uh, ambassador for the game. Although I don't believe that he's eating that ham sandwich at Subway. <laughs> nah, no way. I do not. And he's that Serena walks in and orders a tuna on rye. I mean, <laughs> and then Brady's yelling. It's not reality, but I, I would love to see Dallas uh, follow you uh, on your suggestion that they re-sign J.J. Correa yeah, for the Correa, final yeah, against yeah. the oh, Heat. God. And that the Heat, once again, uh, Spolster invokes the uh, Red Sea defense and allows Correa to go <laughs> through the paint uh, with impunity and, and end up uh, ruining Don't we chance. need Mavericks Heat 3, though? I feel like we do. Like, I would love I, to see I, if we can win in five. Not only should bring Dirk back. I mean, you <laughs> got to bring Dirk, Dirk comes back. back. <laughs> and hopefully he sprayed his armpits because that was the assertion. Uh, you know, so that uh, he stunk the place out. Man. All right. We love you, uh, Scoop. Uh, excellent man, job, Scoop. as always, on everything. And uh, thanks so much for uh, supporting us uh, with the Five Reasons Sports Network appearance, uh, which uh, has been uh, gaining momentum. So appreciate mm-hmm. uh, that platform being available to us through you and your uh, ingenuity and hard work. Uh, thanks so much uh, for being with us. Enjoy the game tonight. And uh, we'll talk to you again, uh, you know, real soon, uh, we hope, uh, and uh, dissect some more uh, playoff rounds involving the Miami Heat. 
just like in the 2011 uh, NBA Finals, they play again. LeBron will not show up, so that occurs. You're gonna you can have you can have Jimmy and Hero do the cough this time that gets them in all of the trouble at the press conference. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Well. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Riley, you'll end up looking like the character that he's uh, portrayed as in Winning Time if uh, LeBron James uh, comes back and. Uh, says, uh, hey, I, I wouldn't mind lining up against the Dallas Mavericks. I, I, I don't know. I, after watching last night, how, how do you see Dallas? I know things can turn around, but uh, you know, you know it, it's hard to envision Dallas. Uh, I think Luca was this a final total? Did he have more turnovers uh, than baskets? He only scored 20 total, and you know he's going to take shots. So, so he, he must like not six have field goals, Yeah, and seven turnovers. I think I saw that stat posted somewhere, but I was like half asleep at the time. All right, uh, hopefully we haven't put you to sleep. It was a lot of fun today. I really enjoyed the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge, and always thanks to the people at Hylia Park for the great job they do and uh, for uh, their loyal and, uh, you know, just uh, you know, a continuing support here on the program. We really appreciate that. And uh, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, of course, Mile Marker 104 in Key Largo, all of our other fine sponsors here on the show. We appreciate it. And uh, we will see you tomorrow, a degenerate Friday. Going to be yeah, a spectacular. Sir. Always love having Kate and Bradar on the show. She is fantastic. And uh, she's going to join us uh, on the uh, video uh, stream as well. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun uh, with analysis on the Preakness. And uh, the race is coming up on Saturday. Uh, the uh, uh, Oaks, uh, what do they call it? Uh, the Black-Eyed Susan, I guess it yes. is. It's not the Kentucky Oaks. It's a Black-Eyed Susan is the Philly race. And so uh, there's a lot there. And interestingly, I mean, uh, the Kentucky Oaks winner, uh, D. Wayne, at 86, decided to go ahead and give the girl a, a go in the Preakness, which uh, is always an interesting proposition there. Rachel Alexandra, I want to say, was the last to uh, win the Kentucky Oaks and then move on, start in the Preakness and win the race. And uh, that was a while back, huh? That was like yeah, that was a few years ago. 2008, maybe? That was a long time ago. So, uh, I, I don't know. That that might not be true, but I, I want to say that that is true. True or false, Louis? I'll say true. You, I mean, true? you know more than I do. I, I would have to think that that was the case. I, I can't recall a, uh, you know, a Philly winning the Preakness, although, uh, you know, we're not as familiar with Preakness winners as we might be with Derby nah, winners. Nah, nah. For some reason, there. this is the redheaded stepchild of the Triple Crown races. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yet, you can't have a Triple Crown without a win in the Preakness. And, of course, there'll be no Triple Crown winner this year because Rich Strike, the long shot winner, made 160 and change to win the Derby as a 21 ball. Uh, will not be running in the uh, Preakness and uh, supposedly scheduled to run in the Belmont, although that would refute speculation uh, that, uh, you know, the horse was uh, wildly juiced <laughs> in the Kentucky Derby and uh, maybe out of the country by the time the Preakness rolled around and uh, competing in Venezuela. All right. <laughs> and losing there. <laughs> Because of stricter drug regulations. All right, uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Degenerate Friday. Uh, also includes the professor with the big board yes. and the gambling gourmet, Mike Mayo, yes. who uh, I think he whiffed. And we'll find out. What if uh, the Panthers are down, down 0-2, having lost two at home to the Lightning, he and, and maybe down. it happens again in ugly fashion? Yeah, we weren't going to take that bet, but he should have done it. I mean, he was so convinced. should have done it. Yeah, he should have done it. Because he, he had a conviction. And, yeah. and you know what? He, he let it. He he lost his mind. He he didn't know what which way was up uh, yep. after he made that wager. Yep, yep, yep. Even yesterday, he, did, did he not look confused? Yes, Mayo? he's been all over the place with the Panthers. Even though he was right all along, he just had the wrong series. Yeah, and, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Why didn't I do it? Because oh. he isn't going to do it, and you know, and, and he was right about this. He was yeah. right. It was all 
It was Barzini all along. It was not what it appeared to be. The regular season was an illusion. All right. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 7. Hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. A lot of fun. You guys have participated in the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. Always appreciate that. And uh, Dave Gurgles Gurgley, great job. Scoop Skolnick. Uh, we'll have it for you tomorrow again uh, with the professor, Mike Mayo, and the lovely Kate and Brainar, all with their analysis on various degenerate activities on the Defoe Show on Ion Channel. He's Mike Luby Lubitz. I'm Jeff DeForest. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time as we leave you now that. The time. It's 9.03. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Look what they've done to my soul.